his very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack! Stressed out today, my boy. I mean, they stressed not even the word, bro. It's been bad today, man. I mean, don't be stressed, my boy. You know, just try to <laughs> try to keep it together. All right. You know, right. I can't, bro. So don't even tell me that, man. You gotta try, my boy. <laughs> all right. So you know, welcome back to another episode of episode of the Sports Desk. All right. This is uh, episode thirty-two. All right. We got a lot to get into today. Uh, before we do all that, we're gonna introduce ourselves. It's your man, so one more time, one of your favorite sportsologists, Deja L. Higgins Jr., back in the building one more time. And this your man, Black, one of your favorite sportsologists, back in the building for another episode. Yes, sir, yes, sir. A lot to get into today, man. A whole lot, actually. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, we're going to go ahead and get started, but uh, we're going to run through the docket a little bit. Of course, we got some college football, NFL, NBA, Lakers talk, UFC, WWE, high school football, other news. We got big boxing fights this weekend. Uh, we're going to get into it. And, of course, we're going to roll with our new segment. We hope you guys liked it. Uh, it's called Our Top 5, and uh, we're going to get into that shortly. But, as always, man, we, we, we'll we be remiss if we don't jump into uh, our sign of the week. And this is coming from the great, the great nature boy, Ric Flair. Cheers. You've come to master this sport from your end. I am the master of this sport from my end. And you know what really hurts a lot of people out there? If you know any history about Ric Flair, you know that the difference between me and just about everybody else is I was born with a golden spoon in my mouth. <laughs> Nobody likes that. They might say Ric Flair's a good guy. It's the old adage that you like to hear somebody's doing pretty good, but you don't want to hear they're doing better than you. You see? And the bottom line is, my whole career, I've always done better than anybody else. <laughs> Only because of one reason. I was born with a golden spoon. I inherited the ability. <laughs> I inherited the money. I inherited the God-given best looks in the world today. And with this, I dress myself in ultra suede. I dress myself in cashmere. Yeah. I dress myself in $100 pleated slacks. I dress myself in alligator shoes. I wear a $15,000 Rolex. I got Mercedes Benz, Rolls Royce, the biggest house on the biggest hill on the biggest side of town. You know why I got all that? Because I was born with a golden spoon. And that took me to the World Heavyweight Wrestling Championship. Starcade. Yes, sir. So that was a passionate uh, nature boy, Ric Flair, um, letting the whole world know all the, uh, the 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 willing and dealing, the, the jet stealing, the, the kissing, you know, all that. Y'all know Nature Boy, man. We might post that clip on the uh, on the IG page, man, so y'all can go click the link and go check it out, man. But Greatest out, of all time. Shout out to Nature Boy, Rick Flair. All right, so we're going to switch it up a bit, man. We're going to transition to our brand new segment, Our Top 5. And um, before we do that, you know, we're going to switch up the theme music. Last week, 
you know, it was Ric Flair, but I really ain't like how that kind of rolled off Black. But Black, I think you might feel this new uh, theme music for this segment. So before we do this segment, check out our new theme music for uh, our top five. That's a good one, now, my boy. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, welcome to our top five. And this week is me and Black's top five college football players. Of all time. This is our opinion, our views, all right? So, I'm going to let you kick it off, Black. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I knew you weren't going to be expecting that. So, I'm going to let Black kick it off. Black, talk to us, man. Give us your top five players. Just you, who you love, bro, in college football. Man, you know know you're supposed to go first, man. It's been a struggle for me since we talked about (laughs) doing this. Yeah. Man, godly. But, anyway, shoot, let's get to it, man. Yeah. Uh, at number five, man, I got the one of the best receivers in my eyes, in my opinion. Scored a touchdown in every game he played when played in. Percy Harvin at number five. Mm. At number four, I got the man who shattered all the Reggie Bush records and looked good doing it. I got Christian McCaffrey at number four. Mm. At number at number at number three, I got the great running back Ricky Williams. At number three. At number two. I got the great Florida State wide receiver that we all know about. All knows fans, all Gator fans know Peter Warwick at number two. And at number one, this was not hard for me because he's my favorite college football player since I've been watching college football and we're able to see this man on the gridiron, Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson is your number one. Okay, number cool, one. cool, cool. All right. I was a little surprised by your list. A couple of names I didn't hear. Uh, one name I knew I was going here, that was a great Peter Ward. All right, so here we go. Here's my top five uh, college football players of my all-time. All right, number five, wide receiver, kick return specialist, Devin Hester from the University of mm-hmm. Miami. Every game he played in, Black, they were scared to kick to him. They were. And he gave us so many memories with punts and kicks back, man. He was so electrifying, electrifying to watch, all right? Number four. Wide receiver, Peter Ward, FSU, all right, D, Florida State University. Another same thing for Devin Hester. Peter Ward was so dangerous, and he was kind of ahead of his time. We ain't really seen a player do like he do uh, probably since Charles Woodson. Mm -hmm. You know, he was just so dangerous, all right. Number three, running back, Reggie Bush out of USC. Another electrifying uh, electrifying player. You couldn't miss their games. Their team was loaded, period, but he was the special player Mm -hmm. on that team. I went back and forth for two and one. All right. But number two, quarterback, Cam Newton. His one year at Auburn is probably the greatest season by a college football player we had ever seen. Just what he did for that program, undefeated national championship, and he was the show. He was the show. Yeah, all right. He was. And number one all time for me, quarterback, Michael Vick, Virginia Tech. A special, special talent. He revolutionized the quarterback position in college and pro sports. So fast, so quick, can flick the ball down the field. Got Virginia Tech out of the dumps. 
undefeated season, played for a national title against the Seminoles, but he's my number one player. I just couldn't miss a game when Michael Vick uh, was coming up. Mm. All right, so those are me and Black's top five uh, college football hey, players. Man, top five, my boy. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. it. So we're going to be doing this every week. All right, I don't know what next week is going to be, but uh, if you, you know, want to feel free to give your input or you have something to say about it, yeah, hey, please do so. All right, so we're going to move uh, right along. We're getting ready to get this show started. A lot of college football today, but before we do that, we're definitely going to get uh, into our tweet uh, of the week. Um, black man. Uh, of course, this weekend, uh, rivalry week. All right, Florida, Florida State, Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, Auburn. But I'm going to stick to what most of our listeners want to Want us to get into. Yeah. All right. So I have a tweet here from Air Florida Jordan. All right. We don't care if it's you was trash or why. They didn't. They didn't when UF had 37 different injuries in 2013 or when we lost Greer or the two times Florida took the field without a head coach. They celebrated all those wins. That's the same. And that's okay because we'll be here to recuperate the same energy. The Gators gone eat. So once again, that was from L Florida boy. Shout out Dreamville under the sun. Uh Dreamville, J. Cole, all them boys. Shout out the baby. They killed the whole record. Anyway, so uh Black. Let's go right into college football, man. The reason I picked that tweet, Black, because Gator fans has been rowdy. You know, we like to name names here on the sports desk. Uh Friends of ours, family members of ours, you know, uh, Cedric Farr, uh, my man James Dangman, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. They've been waiting for this opportunity. Um, guys like Octavius Johnson comes out the thin blue air and kind of attacks us, uh, kicking us while we're down. You know, they've been waiting for Florida to win in Gainesville, seems like for almost a decade now. Oh, yeah, 2009. Because it's been a long time yeah. since they've been able to do that. They wanted to get a 50-piece on us. They wanted to kind of embarrass us. They got the win. It was in pretty devastating fashion uh, for where Florida State is. But, Black, I don't necessarily want to – okay, I want to get your thoughts on the game. And I, I also want to get your thoughts on how the Gator fans are really reacting to this type of win compared to the type of season they were supposed to have. When I say supposed, they was calling playoff, Fred. Yeah, they, were. they was calling national championship game, Fred. You know, so give me your thoughts on the game and give me your thoughts on their reaction by knocking us off. Well, man, it's to be expected, you know. Uh, right. I just want to say this. Uh, even when Florida wasn't uh, at their best, mm-hmm. when they were losing, mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure those they were still saying, oh, we still going to be able to beat y'all. We still going to be able to take care of Florida State. It uh-huh. don't matter who we beat. We going to beat y'all. Uh-huh. You know, they still was talking trash even when we were beating them. Right. You know, so it's always back and forth. So I'm not surprised that – at uh, Cedric Farr, Octavius Johnson, uh, just to name a few, you know, uh, I'm not surprised. You know, y'all enjoy it. Yeah, it, it's 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 y'all time. Mm-hmm. You know, so enjoy it because our time will come again. It will for sure. It will come again, and I think y'all know that. So y'all going to make the best of this situation while you can. Correct. So, um, what you think of the game? The game, man. I was up and down a lot during the game, mostly down a lot. You know, I feel like <laughs> I was really high at first because we came out early and showed, you okay, we can score. 
quickly. First drive. First drive. Came yeah. out of the first drive and got it in the end zone. Yeah. And then, um, you know, we couldn't stop Florida. So I said, okay, well, I see we're going to have to keep scoring with Florida since we can't stop them. Correct. Had opportunities. Uh, black man overthrows Terry. Two times that could have been big touchdowns. Then you're probably looking at a 21-21 football game here. Yeah. And then after that, the bottom just falls out. Correct, it did. We couldn't get no drives going, no nope. protection going. Nope. And Florida just, what they are, just to be honest, was mm-hmm. the better superior team mm-hmm. to us. Florida is a better team than Florida State this year. Yeah. Florida's been a better team than most of the teams they played most of the year. Right. Outside of LSU and Georgia. Right. So, I I really feel like it was to be expected that we were going to lose, but I still it's a rivalry game. You never know what happens in rivalries. But kudos, shout out to Florida for winning the game. If y'all got to lay y'all hat on that, cool. We'll be seeing here in a couple of days who y'all playing this big New Year Six Bowl, and then we're gonna see what trash y'all be talking then. You know, so uh, yeah. that's all I really got to say about Florida fans in Florida. I don't want to spend a lot of time on sure. them, bro. Okay. Well, you know, for me, you know, to speak on the game itself, you know, it was a wing and a prayer. I'm not going to cap. No lie. It was a wing and a prayer. I was just hoping we would come out and compete, be disciplined, and, and, and give a great effort. That's what I was hoping for, you know. Um, we came out of scoring our first drive. I was like, okay, cool. I said, okay, I, I'll take that. It's 7-7 in the first quarter. I took it to Twitter. You know, guys jumped on me for saying 7-7. You know, don't let this happen because me and Black going to be ignorant uh, on the sports desk. <laughs> but, it, it, of course, it didn't turn out to be, so they took care of us 40-17. to But I will say this. Uh, I appreciated Blackman showing the passion that he showed, that he wanted it that bad. Things wasn't working out. He was expressing himself on the sideline. I appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I I was glad to see that out of him. We had a lot of injuries. I kind of feel like if we came in healthy, Florida probably would have still beat us, but it would have been closer than it was. I just kind of think when we got down big at the half, the hole was too big. It was too big. Even when we came out in the second half, we was trying. We was trying, but it just wasn't good enough. It's Florida's turn. They run in Florida right now. Yeah. Everybody get a turn. It's cool. I'm cool with that. You know what I'm saying? For right now, I'm never going to be cool with it forever. Let me get that out oh, of the way. Of course. It will never be forever. Correct. Yeah. So, it's their time and, and cool. You know, y'all been waiting a decade to beat us at your home stadium in the swamp. This 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 so-called great stadium that y'all herald and y'all want to tell me each and every week this is one of the best venues in college football. Okay, it ain't been great since T-Bow was there. You want to keep it real? I think Kentucky came through there and knocked y'all off. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't recall, you know, we can, we can go through the list. You know what I'm saying? Now, you know, we'll see what you look like in a couple of years. But for what I've been seeing the last decade in the swamp, you done took some – I think Missouri came through there and got a dub mm-hmm. in the swamp. Lord knows Florida State done been through there and got, got a couple dubs. of dubs. You know what I'm saying? So, all this mistake is cool. I'm not going to rain on y'all parade. You know, it is what it is. You know, enjoy. You know, but, you know, we'll see. We'll see. You know, for Florida, this is supposed to be a playoff year, Fred. This is supposed to be a national championship year, Fred. You know, y- y'all had everything you, know, you took. You and you know, know you, if you want to say something, you know what? Shout out. We're going to give y'all a hand clap. Yeah. You're going to give y'all a hand clap. You know, cool, for cool. back-to-back New Year's Six Bowls. You cool. know, because that's what's going to happen for y'all. That's a good look for y'all. Okay. Yeah. Cool. But we, it's but, a good season. But, but you want to know something? Good season. Florida State, we done done that. Yeah. You know, y'all just coming to that. Yeah. So it's cool, bro. Y'all enjoy it, bro. Yeah. Hopefully next year y'all be talking the same thing about playoff and national right. championship again. We know we're going to hear the same things again. That we're hearing this year, so yeah. it's it's it's, it's cool. nothing new to me. It's cool, you know. But 
One last thing on the game, man. You know, Sunday morning, you know, Saturday night, you know, I watched the game and, you know, went to bed and kind of woke up a little early and I, and I checked my phone, man. And, and the first thing, I'm seeing all these different tweets. I'm seeing all these people just come out the thin blue sky attacking me, black. You know, James Dangleman, Octavius Johnson, Cedric Farr, these guys just rolling and rolling. I just was kind of like, you know. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> That's all I was like, man. But it's cool. I'm gonna let it ride. Like yeah, I told yeah, Dangle, I'm gonna let, let him it have ride. it. Man. I'm gonna let it ride. Y'all, y'all let got it. Moment, y'all bro. won. Y'all had a good year. All right. So moving along, let's get to some uh some serious stuff here, Black. The Florida State coaching search. All right. Me and Black man pretty much talking all day. Now today is Monday, December the second. We're recording this show. And me and Black just been back and forth all day. What we hearing? We see the coaching carousel picking up in college football. We wondering who is the lead candidate. We see that Florida State has set up the podium and painted the field at the practice facility for an apparent press conference that didn't come today. So they're setting it up for something. They got the podium up there. Maybe something is in the bag. But Black, not only us, but the good folks who love Florida State and cover Florida State on Twitter and on the radio, no one seems to know what we are doing here. So, Black, kind of tell our listeners, man, where exactly are you all right now without knowing a single thing that Florida State is trying to accomplish with our new head coach? Well, to be honest with you, bro, I'm really screwed up right now, man, because... Uh... I got. A, I feel like I got. A, I feel like we. I'm gonna speak for both. We got a lot invested in this, man. Yep. We got a lot invested in this, man. We we've been Florida State uh, fans since we were since we were kids, man. Day one. Day one. And you know to go through this process, we're not used to this. I think this is why it's so so hard for me because we're not used to this process of finding a coach because we always had great coaches. Right. Kudos to Bobby Bowden, the great. Jimbo Fisher, the great Bobby Bowden, the great Bobby Bowden and Jimbo Fisher. Right. So it's it's tough, man, knowing that we really don't know what's going on out here. Right. We're hearing a lot of stuff going on. We're hearing a lot of talking. We're seeing a lot of posts. We're hearing a lot of stuff on the radio. Like it's just everywhere, man. Is it's like we don't have a post or an idea. Of who the next head coach could be, nope. and it's so it's so strange because around this time you you at least have an idea right. of who the guy can be at least. And like I told you when we were talking, it's either they haven't found it found it uh, they haven't found a coach yet, or they got it so locked down that they don't want nobody to know. You got people on Twitter, you got people on Instagram, you got people on the radio. Just guessing, taking just just thinking what they think it will be. Mm-hmm. You got people posting pictures. One one guy on Twitter said that they got Mike Leach painted on the field. Like I'm like all kind, <laughs> just all kinds of crazy stuff going on, man. And it's insane. I'm just I'm just ready for this part of Florida State football to get to to get done, so we can get the recruiting, man, and let's start working back towards getting back to being uh, the great team that Florida State has been. Yeah, I, I'm with you, man. Like, we're not used to this uh, with Florida State and Tallahassee. Like, we, we we don't have any leads. We don't know. At first, we were hearing Bob Stoops. Then Bob Stoops, excuse me, comes out and says that, you know, he, he's not going to be the head coach at Florida, the next head coach at Florida State University. Then we're hearing that the, the, the door hasn't been shut all the way. Then we were hearing the James Franklin. 
Now today, uh, Washington head coach uh, Chris Peterson steps down. Um, then we're, we're hearing stuff about him. You know, it, it, we, there's no lead on the job. Of course, Odell Hagan's like, if he would have beat Florida, he probably would have been the next head coach. No brainer. You know, you do something like that. But we don't know. So we just in limbo, like we just kind of waiting. And me and Black was kind of talking earlier to, uh, at a couple of candidates that could come out here, the, the, the uh, head coach of Iowa State. Um, um, Nate Campbell. Yeah, like, you know, guys like that. Like, mm-hmm. not, not to disrespect uh, Mr. Nate Campbell, if you just happen to hear this, no disrespect to you. Um, but I'm a Florida State Seminole. And throughout my entire life, I'm, I, I don't know nothing else but competing for championships, ACC championships, national championships, being ranked in the top 10 from beginning of the season to the end. That's all I really know. Mm-hmm. Now, we done hit some rough patches here in the last few years or so. Okay, that's to be expected in the programs. But what I'm not looking forward to is Florida State becoming a middle-of-the-road uh, program, especially in the ACC, especially nationally bottom-tier program because we're not in good shape, Black. Let's we're keep not. it real with our audience. We're not in good shape. We got to get somebody in here who's going to develop players, who are going to bring some passion, bring us an offense, do all the necessary adjustments that we need to be successful. That's what we need. And the names that I've been hearing that could be suitors, I ain't pleased with. Not to say I'm not going to give these guys a chance. Of course I will. I gave Willie Taggart a chance. Yeah, we sure did. I knew immediately his first game when Virginia Tech came into Tallahassee. I knew we wore them all black jerseys and them ugly helmets that we had with the black jerseys. When we lost that game, I seen it on the field. I saw it. I said, he not the one. We don't lose those games. Mm-hmm. Open at night, 100,000 rocking and dope. Can we don't lose those to Virginia Tech, who at that time was the middle of the road ACC program? Exactly. And they came in dope and got the dub. <laughs> so, nah. So, I'm not, I'm not with the, let's give this guy a try and see if he could work. I guess we'll see, you know. But we're going to call a, a faithful Florida State fan. Um, who, who's invested like we are, you know what I'm saying? And we need to get my man's take, my man, Papa Gary. Let's see if we can get my man on the line. Hello? Yes, sir. Is this Papa Gary? Yes, this is. How you doing, sir? Hey, Mr. Dedrick, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. You are now live on the Reduce Lunch Action Sports News Desk. Of course, I am company here by your son. Pop, what's good with you, man? What's going on? I feel honored, young man. I do. I really do. Hey, we glad to have you, man. We honored to have you. But we're going to get right into it, Papa Gary. Me and Black just been sitting here talking about our beloved Florida State University and where we are right now and how unhappy we are and how we don't know who our next head coach is or we don't have any leads on the next head coach. Papa Garrett, I want to kind of give you spill on the head coaching carousel, the search, and I want to kind of get you spill on how you just feeling about Florida State going forward, sir. Uh, let me just throw a few things at you. Um, Willie Taggart's second recruiting class was up as high as 11. Mm-hmm. We're currently 18th, and they're expecting that to drop even more. <laughs> I bet. So, so it's, it's with urgency that they get somebody in place right now because if we don't, it's going to be another wasted recruiting class. And we definitely need to start bringing in some quarterbacks to develop. Man. With that being said, from what I've been hearing, I listened to 
1010XL all the time, and uh-huh. top three candidates are Matt Campbell, who is the coach at Iowa State, Mike Norville, Memphis University, and Tom Allen, which was a surprise to me. He's the coach at Indiana University. Uh, they, they've had a, a breakout season this year. I think they're like eight and four. Yeah, they're a good offensive right. team. They're a good offensive team. Yeah, yeah, but just like uh, my son was saying today, we need the way that defense looks, man. We we need to make sure that somebody's gonna come in there and stretch that defense side of the ball, also. Absolutely, we're terrible on defense. But terrible. Yes, sir. I mean, and undoubtedly we're gonna lose Cam Akers, and we we're gonna probably lose Terry on. Mm-hmm. With, with that being said, I don't. We we need somebody to come in here and develop these other young players. I'm not saying that we void of talent, but I just don't feel like those players have been developed like they should, you know. And it's imperative that we get one of these guys in here in place quickly so we can start doing that. I like that word, Papa Gary. Imperative. I like where you're going with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Papa Gary. Yes, sir. One more question for you. Do you? Do you see Florida State being able to quickly – I know we don't have a head coach yet, so it might be kind of hard to uh, ask, but do, do you see Florida State turning this around quickly? Uh, Ernest asked me that – Ernest asked me a, a, a question today about uh, a Norville. Mm-hmm. Was Norville qualified enough and he wanted more of a big-name person, but – from all my understanding, he's a tremendous recruiter. He's recruited well here in the state of Florida. If you look at their roster, mm-hmm. I think they have like 13 players from the state of Florida on Memphis University's roster. So he has a foothold in the state. I would prefer Campbell, but if Norville gets the job, so be it. He has a foothold here in the state. Mm-hmm. Matt Campbell, I don't know. You know, I don't know, but... It's sad to say, but I don't think it's going to be a quick turnaround, D. I, I really don't. I think it's going to take whoever comes in. It's going to take a couple of years, man, to get get it back to Florida State football. I got you, Black. You got some? Yeah, Pop, I know, and we've been talking today. Uh, I just want to know, like, how do you feel? Me, personally, I, I'm cool with the offensive minds and uh, and everything in college football, but you know my passion is the defense. We've grown, the defenses that well, I've come came up seeing me and Deep came up seeing and that you've seen since the eighties. Like my concern is like this this coaching staff, whoever it may be, and like I was telling you, indeed, like who up if it is one of these young vibrant coaches that we're talking about, Norvell, either Campbell. Are they going to be able to put together a staff and get a defensive coordinator in here that could turn this thing around? Well, you you got to look look at look at look at Florida's roadmap. All those years they were pathetic on offense. What 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 was what was the constant? They defense. That, that defense. That defense. Even if we're pathetic on offense, I'd rather have a, a, a defense that's going to keep us in game. Just right. like you said, I just. But I just I just feel like because it's so hush hush about this whole situation, I just I I might be optimistic, but I just feel like they got a master plan going on, bro. Because it's just too hush hush. You don't hear mm-hmm. 
anything. You know, Nothing. but it's, it's something in in the making. Mm-hmm. I think I think Franklin and 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 uh, Franklin used that as a as a, a stepping stool to kind of like get his new contract at Penn State, but I don't think he seriously considered anything. But we'll know soon, you know. We, right. My understanding, they got the podium set up and yeah. painted the field and all this kind of stuff. So yeah, everybody's looking for an announcement tomorrow, and we, we can just only anticipate, you know. Yeah, I think it's definitely gonna come this week. I just kind of, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm with you, Papa Gear. I mean, you, you kind of got my sentiments. You know, I just think we, we need a lot that needs to be fixed. We need a lot that needs to be turned around. And I just want to get a coach who's going to be a leader of men, like a yes. leader. You know, who's going to come in here and give us a DNA, an identity. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm hoping that we can bring in the Florida State. So I know we're all waiting and itching, and, 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 and we just can't wait to hear this announcement, who's going to be our new head football coach. And, Papa Gary, you know, hopefully you're free because we're going to have a special edition episode um, when the next head coach of Florida State University is hired. And we would love to have you on and get your thoughts and your opinions on our new head coach whenever that comes about. Most, most definitely, most definitely. Yes, sir. All right, Papa Gary, you got anything else you want to kick it to us, man? Anything you want to say to us before we get you out of here? D, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that Stephen A. Austin went in the Cameron Indoor Stadium and pulled off a bigger upset than Evansville did in Lexington. Yeah. Um... <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't, you say, wouldn't you say that's a bigger upset? With the history what? of Cameron Indoor and their record against non-conference teams. And I knew you was going to do this. <laughs> and I knew you was going to do this. They it, were, is, they... it is what it is. I just, I just want to throw that out there. Do you know what the deal is? I do. Well, I'm going to answer your question. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. Okay. Our loss at Cameron Indoor compared to your loss in Lexington uh, was bigger. But don't get it twisted. We was both ranked number one. With a hell of yep. a lot of talent, and we had no business losing. Exactly. So I'm gonna give you that one, Papa Gary. That's all I'm gonna give you, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm gonna give you, though. <laughs> hey, all man, right. I appreciate y'all having me on, man. I really do. It's on, man. Hey, just want to give y'all a shout out, man. Give your props. Y'all do an outstanding job. I listen to all the shows, and I'm just, I'm impressed with y'all uh, knowledge and how y'all handle this program. Hey, thank you, Pop. Hey, that appreciate means a that, lot. Pop. That means a lot, man. So uh, thank you for coming on, man. And hopefully we'll be giving you another call back this week when we had a special episode uh, with the new head coach of Florida State University. Uh, looking forward to it, man. Y'all take care. Yes, sir, right, you too. Man. All right. Bye-bye. So, yes, that was uh, Papa Gary, all right? Uh, that's that's uh, that's my main man, you know what I'm saying? And uh, we appreciate my man uh, coming on. All right, Black, let's kind of transform, uh, transition, man. Let's get into the week that was in college football. We already knocked out Florida, Florida State, and everything there. But let's get into the mayhem. We had a little bit of it, man. We did. And I think it's I think it's kind of appropriate. We just kind of jump into uh, um, maybe – yeah, this was – well, there was two big games of the day. You had Ohio State and you had Michigan. But we're not going to start there. You know where we're going to start. I know, yeah. All right, so let's get to it. Alabama, Auburn. All right, uh, Jordan Hare Stadium this past uh, Saturday afternoon at 3.30. Uh, the Crimson Tide went down, man. They uh, received their second loss uh, of the season. And um, let's just get into the game. Auburn, 
I knew Auburn was going to be game black. And I'm I'm, I'm, going to kick it off here. And I knew Auburn was going to be game. I knew Auburn was going to come in uh, with fight, with heart. I really wasn't really I really wasn't sure how uh Alabama was gonna come to play this game. You know, two was out. A lot on the line for this backup quarterback uh that came in and he did a hell of a job uh for Alabama. But he did. they lost. But I'm gonna get into this game a little bit. Wasn't expecting this type of game. A very high scoring game. I was kind of confused and like, man, like, why are all these points <laughs> being scored? This Alabama defense man was non existent. They were non-existent, Black. I just really didn't understand, you know, what I was really watching on TV. But a couple of things in particular uh, that I did want to say, you know, Mac Jones, man, to come in as a backup in the biggest game of the year against your biggest rivalry of the year who you play in that state, for him to be 26-39, 335 yards passing, four touchdowns. He did have two picks, but I'll take that from my backup quarterback playing his first start in the biggest game of the year against our biggest rivalry. Mm-hmm. He was game, man. The offense was all over the place. Najee Harris, I like that kid. Oh, yeah. He's a beast, I like man. that kid. 20, 27 carries, 146 yards uh, on the ground, 5.4 uh, average uh, yard per carry, and a touchdown. And Alabama, they did enough to win. But we see it all the time in these games. Penalties, mistakes. For Alabama to lose the game, on having too many men on the field on a fourth down with a minute left in that game. Because I was telling the people at the job, we was in and out of the break room watching the game, and I was like, man, it's a minute left in this call. Alabama finna come back and win this game. Yeah. And then they had too many men on the field. Cost them. Nick Saban was livid. Oh, yes, he was. He was irate. He threw the headset. He even got on the coaches about that Just one on the ate him alive. Yeah. Just ate him alive. And Alabama goes down, which kind of helps out the college football playoff, and we'll get there in a second. But what are your thoughts on the game, Black? 48-45 Auburn. Wow. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, it was crazy, man, because I, uh, I was with Papa Gary. We was chilling uh, before the Florida State game, just, mm-hmm. just watching it. And, and it was crazy. It was just like back and forth, back and forth, man. And uh, I just knew at some point something in that game, because it's a rivalry. Big game. And also, I want to say this. Nick Saban, I don't know if uh, our listeners knew this, but Nick Saban has never beat Auburn when they've been ranked in the top 15. Right, yeah. It's crazy. There. At their place, right. At their place, he's never beat them. That's crazy. And that's crazy because you hear so much good about Nick Saban, Mm -hmm. and a lot of people, they look past that, but I feel like that needed to be said because that's crazy. Mm -hmm. As great as a coach uh, as he is. But uh, back to the game, man, like, it was a shootout. You could just—it was a shootout. Forty-eight, forty-five. You know they. Uh, Alabama receiver had Waddle had four total touchdowns in that game. Balled out. He balled out. Uh, Henry Ruggs and uh, Jerry Judy and those boys did what they wanted to do. The you whole know? offense was clicking. The whole offense was clicking, and do you know Auburn offense? You know they got it together and scored, and they kept scoring as well. But black and, and I. I how did they score 48 points? Bo Nix went 15 for 30. He did. 173 yards he and did. one touchdown. Well, you, uh, well, two of the touchdowns were pick six. Both right. Pick, defensive. Both yeah. defensive. You got two deep, two defensive touchdowns there. Yeah. And then I think uh, the running back scored a couple of touchdowns. Willow had one. Uh, well, Nix had a touchdown and Shivers had a touchdown. Willow okay, had 16 okay. carries for 114 yards. No, t- no, t- no touchdowns. But seven point in the clip. Yeah. Okay. So, 
Yeah, man, they. <laughs> I don't know. I <laughs> How can't. Did they score forty eight. I wish uh, now I wish I could have watched the whole game, but right. I don't know. But it was tight. Like I know every time Auburn scored, they scored. Mm-hmm. Auburn got a pick pick six mm-hmm. and scored. They came back and scored. Mm-hmm. So it was back and forth the whole game. But I told my dad when we was watching this game, Auburn had the ball with like two minutes left, and they and they, they was driving, mm-hmm. and uh, they had to settle for a field goal. I said, Dad, this kid is going to miss this field goal. He's going to miss it. And he did. And it's it's just, and the reason why I thought about that, because I said it's just the history of Alabama and Auburn. Like in these types of, in these types of moments when a lot is on the line for Alabama, sometimes they don't always go their way, especially when they play in Jordan here. And he misses the field goal. Yeah, like that he kick six. He misses it. Like that, that kick six, man. Like, you know what we're talking about? Alabama yeah. was slated to go to the national championship game against Florida State, man. It was it was locked up. We were supposed to get Florida State, Alabama that year. We was. And a 50-something yard field goal didn't make it, and they ran it back. Yeah. Won the game and played for a title. They did. They did, man. They went on to win the SC championship game, and it, it's crazy. And, and it's crazy. And I know Gus probably like, we escaped, but the, when they got the ball back, bad clock management. Right. You don't throw you don't throw the ball three times. Mm-mm. Why would you throw the ball three times in that type of moment? Mm-mm. You supposed to run that clock out and you gave these boys the ball back. But like you said, D, poor coaching, mm-hmm. poor management of of uh, not having enough players on the field. Yeah, coaching. But but kudos to Bo Nix because he recognized it. He called it and out and got the playoff fast. Yeah, and he called it out. Yeah, so. It was a great game, man. It um, definitely was. I was and very like you say, this this got big. This this is big for college uh, football playoff now with them losing. And like you said, we finna get into that. Yeah. But this is the one first of, one they won't be a part of. Outside of the the uh, the kick six, yeah, this game right here was right up there with that. It was a very good game, and I was entertained. Um, you know, I'm I'm happy that. Um, Alabama won't be in. I'm just going to keep it real. Like, you know. First time since the playoffs started. First time since the playoffs started. Some people call it the Alabama Invitational. That's what Stephen A. called it on first take. But, you know, I'm glad that they're not in. So now we can get this mess out of here with Alabama just flirting around, flirting around, and they somehow, some way find themselves in, you know. And we don't have to worry about that this year. All right. So uh, we'll see where Alabama ends up. Uh, I'm sure they're going to get a New Year's Six Day uh, bowl game, and we'll see where they end up at. Um, but let's get into the second biggest game of the day. The Ohio State Buckeyes, the number one ranked Buckeyes, put a 56-piece on the Michigan Wolverines in the big house, man. And just want to go over a couple numbers here, Black. And I saw the majority of this game. Yeah, me too. Justin Fields, 14 for 25, 302 yards passing, four touchdowns, no picks. J.K. Dobbins, 31 carries, 211 yards rushing, 6.8 a clip, and four tubs on the ground. You want to talk about an annihilation, bro, from beginning to end? No, I take that back. Michigan scored first. Then and missed the extra a, point. And it was a close game going in, going before the half. <laughs> and then missed the extra point. <laughs> I said, how ironic. My Shout out to my pops. My pops is a Michigan fan since he was a little boy. And he's hurting. 
Because my pop talked himself up like Michigan was going to be ready to ride and they was going to take care of business. I did too. I thought they was going to be ready to go. And my pops was furious. My pops said he took off the Michigan gear, threw it in the closet. He won't harbor fire. This is pathetic. You know, what kind of kids we recruit? My pop was just going on and on about Michigan just not having the talent to match up with these Ohio State boys. And I kind of agree with him after I thought about it. Because at first I told him, I was like, nah, pop, like y'all Michigan. Y'all Michigan. And then I got to thinking about it. He's right. The athletes that Ohio State got on the field, Michigan don't got those athletes. They don't. Ohio State, and no one's talking about this black, nobody. Ohio State has turned into an NFL factory. If you if you play defensive back, guess where you end up at? In the league, yeah. first, second round. If you play defensive end, guess where you end up at? In the league. Quarterback. For Ohio State, guess where you end up at? In the league. These boys are pumping it out. Defensive end, too, Defense, nah. Yes, what I'm saying. Defensive end, yeah. Like, that boy, uh, Rashad Gary, what's the name? Uh, Not Gary, uh, Gray, the defensive uh, end for Ohio State. Oh, you're talking about. Uh, oh, man, what's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Man, I'm just yeah, slipping my mind it. right now, man. I'm terrible. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Man, number two for Ohio State, man. I can't think of his name right now, but. Chase Young. Chase Young. Thank you, Black. Thank you. Project, projected number, number one, one overall, overall pick. pick. He would be the third defensive end in five years at Ohio State to be taken in the top two. He sure will. In the top two. Both Bosa boys and this kid. So, all year long we were saying is Ohio State really this good. All year long was like they ain't played nobody, but they like a machine. They do. They are amazing out and there I, on both sides of the ball. And I think it's a reason why the playoff committee keep putting them at number one. We know now. <laughs> <laughs> we know now, Black. Yeah. We know so, now. For you to go into Michigan in the horseshoe, Michigan won. The, excuse me. Michigan was nine and two. Hundred and seven thousand people rocking. And them boys rolled in there. I mean, camera shaking. Like it wasn't a problem. <sighs> Justin Fields, if it won for if it won for Joe Burrow with his resume, he might be a Heisman winner. Yeah, you're right about that. He might be. I think Ohio State, I, I've changed my whole mindset about Ohio State, man. These boys can win the title. They can. They can win the title. But I'm not I I I they can, but me personally. It's still college football, and you're right. Whatever four teams get in here, you gotta play. You gotta they play. play. And I, I think, know if they get somebody like a Clemson, they gonna play. And I think, uh, I think uh, this playoff is shaping up to be. And we'll see what happens because we get we getting ready to talk about some college football playoff. But I think the four teams that make it this year, man, this might be the most competitive playoff that we've seen. Period. I think so. You gotta too. you gotta look back, man. A lot of these playoff games been blowouts, man. Every team Alabama done faced besides Clemson, Michigan State blew, blew them out. Washington blew them out. Like it, these Clemson games, Clemson blew them out. Clemson too, blew out Notre Dame. Like it's <laughs> they Clemson blew them out in the national championship game. We really ain't seen competitive games. I think the best game we saw, bar none, bar none, was Oklahoma, Georgia in the Rose Bowl with Mayfield Heisman year. It, the overtime game. Those boys went at it at the Rose Bowl, man. We we that's that's they to did. me just the top of my head. That's the best game by and far. Then you got to say the natty, the national championship between Alabama and Georgia too. Now, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was that great. Was a, that, that was, was great. a great game. That was great. Man. That was great. But um, don't want to let Jim Harbaugh off the hook here. No. Uh, we're gonna close this game out here. But another loss for Jim Harbaugh. 
It's time, D. Another now loss. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it this time, man. It's it's. But do you, you got think? too you got too much invested? They hired you just for that moment to beat Ohio State. To beat Ohio State, I don't even know if they hired. I don't even know if they hired you to win national championships. They probably did, but they hired you because they felt like you could get over the hump of Ohio State. <laughs> like they on a long win streak, something like they've won seven or eight games. They that won. Michigan this, hasn't this, won. This is their eighth year in black. They've won 15 out of the last 16. That is insane. I didn't I didn't know that stat. I was like, when they, they kept saying it on the on the on the on the telecast, I said, are they why they keep saying they've beaten these boys 15 out of the last 16 times? I said, that can't be right. Of course I Google it. Damn show. <laughs> I was like, what? I, I think Jim is a great coach. He's a great I think recruiter. So too. He ain't got the talent. Damn I it. just he 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 he, but he, he don't have the Ohio th- State talent. This is the thing. I know we screaming he don't have the talent, but your class, your recruiting classes are always in the top five. They are, but look since look, you've been there. But look what he go up against at the end of the year every year, black. You right. Look at but, these Ohio State teams who we had to go up against. Mm, look at these quarterbacks who we and had they to well go up coached against. too, man. They well coached. They got a. In- they have a coach who had the interim tag on him <laughs> yes, sir. because Urban Meyer left. Right. And this guy takes the head coaching position. Right. And it's like he ain't skipped the big beat. It's like they look even better with him as the coach. Than Urban Meyer. Than Urban Meyer. That's a fact. That's with exactly Urban Meyer, you see little holes here and now. You be like, uh-oh, somebody can Not get Ohio guy. State. This team, they Clicking, look unstoppable. Man. They click it, that's, that's That's why I hope, and I know we're going to get into it. That's yes. why I yeah, hope. Yeah. I get the game that I want to see. I want to see Clemson in Ohio State. I want to see that because I feel like people are sleeping on Clemson. They ain't giving Clemson no respect. Clemson don't play nobody in the ACC, but that still is the defending national championship. Reigning and defending. And you know, and you've said it, Dabo and those type of games. Let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get it. <laughs> and we done seen it. <laughs> we done seen it. We done seen it multiple times. Yes. Multiple times. So, yeah, we'll see, man. I think uh, we're getting ready to transition to the college football playoff. But, you know, we'll be remiss, man, if me and Black don't recognize that our Golden Gophers. Oh, uh, man. They went Dude. down, man. 38-17 at the end. They hands. didn't bother to show up, bro. They didn't. They didn't. They scored the first touchdown, and then they didn't do nothing else afterwards. Let Snowing, me, sluggish weather. Man. Let me speak on that for a minute. Sure. I tuned in. I didn't watch the whole game, but I tuned in at the beginning because I wanted to see how the atmosphere was. Mm-hmm. It was cold. Snowing. It was snowing. Yep. And these people, the stadium was rocking in negative degree weather. Biggest biggest game. Biggest game in Minnesota outside of Penn, Penn State. Penn State coming up there, yeah. Coming up there and they beat Penn State. When they was ranked fourth, yeah. And you lay an egg like that at home on national TV. For a chance to go to the they Big They were saying this game right here gets you to the Big Ten Championship to yeah. play Ohio State. Yeah. And, and you know what? Up. And you want to know something? I think Minnesota would have put up a good fight if they could have won that game and played Ohio State because they can score the ball. Yeah. But yeah. you let Wisconsin win, who who Ohio State already almost put a 60-piece on. <laughs> now we got to watch this terrible Big Ten championship game. Mm-hmm. We've no... We know Wisconsin teams through the years they come to play in big games when they got something to do with conference championship or they in a big bowl game. Right. Their coach have them ready to rock and roll. So I think it'd be a little different than the regular season game. But overall, I think 
Ohio State's going to flex their muscle like they like they've been doing the whole year. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think we're going to have – it's going to be a no contest. Yeah, we can roll right into the conference championship games, actually. Yeah, you know, Wisconsin losing like that, you know, it really it really bothered, you know, it really bothered me that they had this opportunity and they just didn't show up to play. They just didn't show up to play, man, and we, we see that's what they what it gets you. So, Minnesota's done. All right, they should get they should still get a good bowl game. They're 9-2. Uh, and two. They should get a good bowl game. So, let's move into conference championships and that'll transition us to the college football Playoff. So we have the Pac-12 championship. You got the number five Utah Utes, man. It's set up perfectly. It's set up perfectly for them. They'll be welcoming right now. Uh, look like Oregon may may be a top ten team when they play them in this championship game, but they might be eleven or twelve. But they got the Ducks. All right, Friday night, eight o'clock on ABC. You got Baylor and Oklahoma in the Big Twelve championship noon noon Saturday. Big game for the Sooners, man. Big game for Baylor. You as well. I don't think Baylor can get in with a win. I think Oklahoma can get can. in. Oklahoma can get in with a win. Uh, other notables, of course, you got Ohio State and Wisconsin uh, in the Big Ten Championship Saturday, 8 o'clock. You have Clemson all right, in the ACC Championship uh, game against uh, – shout out Virginia. You know, first time going to the championship game. They knocked out Virginia Tech. They It was a streak of like 18, 19 straight Virginia Tech was beating them, but – they're going to get mollywop, but uh, <laughs> they'll be playing for AC uh, crown. And the heavyweight championship fight that everyone, I'm sure, will be locked in for at 4 o'clock on CBS, the SEC championship game. You have LSU versus Georgia, and we are going to start right there because the scenario that everybody has been talking about, the scenario that a lot of people think might happen. It's going to be on full display, man. And this is the scenario we've been talking about it here on the sports desk for, I don't know, probably like the last month. Yeah. If Georgia knocks off LSU, they're in. LSU's already in. LSU is already in the college football playoff. I think everybody knows that with their resume this year. Then you will have two SEC teams in the college football playoff with only room for two more. And we think we know who those other two will be if they take care of business. I'm going to go ahead and say it's Clemson and it's uh, Ohio, State. Ohio State. No Oklahoma, no Utah. So what do we need to have in here, Black? First of all, who you got winning this game? Yeah, who you got winning this game? SC Championship game, Georgia, LSU. <clears throat> At first, you want to know, I was, I, was, I was somewhere in my heart. Uh, I feel like Georgia could, could pull it off. <laughs> I feel like Georgia could pull it off, but now... If anybody paid attention to Robbery Week, sure. DeAndre Swift got hurt. Mm-hmm. He's going to be game time decision mm-hmm. come come Saturday. One of their best receivers mm-hmm. got hurt. Uh, Cager, the yep. transfer from Miami, he's out. Right. He's not even playing in the game. And one of their top recruits, the top receiver in the nation, Pickens, is suspended for the first half for throwing a punch. For throwing a punch. So. You can you can really say that Georgia's going to be limping into this game. They are. They're going to be limping into to this game, and I think that's not good against a high-power offense like LSU. Right. You need all hands on deck to take care of a team like that. All systems go. And 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 now I'm now I'm on the now I'm gonna go ahead and just say I think I think I think it'll be competitive for as long as it it can. I think it may have a feel like the LSU in the LSU in Florida game close in the beginning. 
But okay. LS, but you. LSU pulls away from I got Georgia you. late. Right. And I, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, part of me wants to just going to say that LSU just going to run them out uh, of Atlanta. That's what part of me wants to say, especially knowing the information we know now about the players who won't be present for Georgia. This offense that LSU has, man, they've been clicking from game one. They have not let up no matter who you put in front of them. They have the best resume. In my opinion, we know Ohio State is good. They are. But what kind of – no one ain't got a resume like these boys. They're they not sure ranked don't. number one. Four-ranked teams. How are they not ranked number one and they beat four-ranked teams in the top ten, two in the top five? How? How? But anyway – LSU big, man. I'm gonna forget it. LSU big. LSU big. LSU big. I'm gonna <laughs> go along the lines, man. We probably looking like like a, a 45-24 ball game. Mm. Like, I just don't see Georgia. Georgia be up to play in the first quarter. But the first time Burrow put that ball in the air and them receivers get to doing the stinky leg out there on the field, catching balls, getting them yards out to catch that yak. Mm-hmm. And they keep running, and they keep handing the ball off to them running backs that they have, and Borrow don't turn the ball over. He don't. He accurate. He sharp. He big and tall in that pocket. He going to get it there. And barring LSU just being drunk over themselves and thinking they just going to walk in and they got the SEC championship in the bag, I see them putting up a 40-piece on Georgia and walking out of there, you know, with the win. That, that's, that's, that's what I see, mm-hmm. you know. So – We'll and see I, how and, it goes. And I think that's what a lot of people want to see. Well, I know us here at the sport, sports desk, uh, we we want to see LSU just get rid of them so yeah, we don't yeah. have to have these two, two SEC, schools. SEC schools in here. That's Correct. what everybody wants. Correct. Because we, we want to see a competitive, like, from conf- from each conference, if they For can sure. get in and, and compete and see what they could do. Yes. But yes. Um, yes. it's going to be a great uh, – it's going to be a great, great game. I think you, I, you said earlier – we're going to see earlier – what this game is going to be like. We're yeah. going to know early. So, yeah. we'll see what happens, man. I'm excited about uh, Conference Championship weekend. Fun time. Uh, I'm locked in. I got to work, but I'm going to be at work listening to it on the radio. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Locked so, in. I'm locked in. Locked in. Yeah, man. A um, lot of good ga- Excuse me. A lot of good games, man. Friday and Saturday night, Conference Championships. And, of course, Sunday, December 8th at noon. At noon, will be the unveiling of the bowl games, uh, the college football playoff, Big day, well, big weekend uh, for college football. Matter of fact, this is our last full weekend of college football uh, this Saturday uh, yeah. before the bowl game start. So let's go right into the playoff, all right? We're one week out of who we think we're going to make the playoff. So we do this here at the Sports Desk. And last week we had number one ranked Ohio State, number two ranked LSU, number three Clemson, and number four Georgia. Black, what will the college football playoff rankings look like come Sunday at noon when they announce who is in? Who you got in, Black? Um, I think you got Ohio State at one. Okay. LSU two. Clemson three. And I feel like they're gonna put I feel like they're gonna put Utah in at four. I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm Oklahoma. tripping. I'm tripping. No, no, I'm no? sorry. Okay. It's gonna it's gonna stay the same. Georgia. Jo- they're gonna have Georgia at four. They're gonna so have Georgia's Georgia. gonna lose? Georgia's gonna beat LSU? No, you said the the, the ones that come out Tuesday to tomorrow, no, right? No, 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 no. We skipping we skipping two. We skipping that. Yeah, Confer- after conference championship. Yeah, after oh, conference okay, championship. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, we skipping these rankings right here. Don't even matter, right? I'm here. sorry. Uh, I gotta flip that. I think it's gonna be LSU one. All right. Ohio State two. Clemson three, and I think because it's it's a better uh matchup, and then uh the higher ranked teams are going to play. 
Oklahoma and Bella. If Oklahoma wins, Oklahoma's in at number four. All right. All right. Uh, for me, uh, it's pretty much the same, Black. Uh, but I'm going to go number one ranked LSU at one. They're going to beat another top five team, mm-hmm. which will bolt them over what Ohio State will do. They will be facing probably a top 10 Wisconsin team. They should be top 10 going into this championship game. So I'm going to go LSU 1. I'm going to go Ohio State 2. I'm going to go Clemson 3. And at 4, I'm going to go Oklahoma. I'm tossing and turning with Utah. Utah is really good. They are. If you look at them offensively, and they top five defense in the country. And they've been blowing out everybody you put in front of them. They kind of have the same type of resume as, as Ohio State. But Ohio State has more wins against top 25 teams. Utah only has one. Mm-hmm. They have one, but they get a chance to play Oregon, and it's going to show the committee a lot. Now they go out here at black and they dominate Oregon. I'm talking about dominate Oregon. Take Justin Herbert out the game, make them look like they don't even belong, and they let's say they blow Oregon out, and let's say Oklahoma squeaks by Baylor with maybe a field goal or touchdown. I think it's going to get yeah. extremely difficult that night with yeah, the picking the talking teams. About something. You're going to have to talk about something. And yeah. I I kind of want to see. Utah in really just to see how to look, just to see how to look. But I'm they going to be in the Pac 12 team in since Oregon, since Washington. Oh, since Washington, yeah, I'm sorry, out. I'm yeah, sorry. a few years back since yeah. Washington. But I'm a big Jalen Hurts fan, I'm really rooting for this kid. I like what he's done at Oklahoma, I like what they've been doing, I like their offense, how they run and they can throw their defense. It's kind of like every other college football defense. Mm-hmm. But I'm rooting for Oklahoma, but we'll see. I think it's going to be one of those two teams. No one else has a chance to get in now. You know, everybody else is out. So it's either going to be Georgia, Utah, Oklahoma, and I'm going to say Oklahoma is going to get in at four. All right. So that's what I think we're going to be looking at uh, come Sunday when those rankings are out. Of course, we'll revisit that on the next uh, episode. All right, so that's pretty much going to wrap up our college football talk. We were college football heavy, man, college football heavy, just that time of year for college football, all right? So we're going to transition into the National Football League, and we want to do something here at the Sports Desk uh, that's pretty important. Uh, We're going to remember Sean Taylor, uh, the great safety um, that played for the University of Miami, came into the league with the Washington Redskins, and uh, was just just an excellent talent something like we've never seen before at that position and uh i'll kick it off here with sean taylor uh, it's been 12 years uh for all the, for all those who don't know uh sean taylor uh was killed in his home in miami trying to protect his family from some burglars uh getting to his house and he he suffered a a leg wound that turned out to be fatal uh long term he was taken away so young i believe he was 22 years 23 or 24 years old uh, when he was taken uh, from us. But for me, I always remember two things in particular. That Florida State game in oh. the rain in Dope Campbell, man. And I can't remember who the receiver was, but uh, I think it was Chris Ricks uh, threw the ball out into the flat. I think it was Chris Ricks who was our quarterback. Threw the ball out into the flat. Sean Taylor was just barreling down on a man, and he literally turned this man's jersey inside out. This man did a 360 in the field, and that's when I was like, oh, this guy isn't normal. This type of athlete isn't normal. This is not your regular, everyday, pretty good safety 
in college football, he is a legit problem yes, he out is. here. Problem out here. Transition to the National Football League, just wreaked havoc, man. Big safety. Every Sunday. Every Sunday, big hits, fast Sideline to sideline, a lot of fines, a lot of fines. Quarterbacks was <laughs> quarterbacks was scared of him. Head coaches, offensive coordinators was scared of him. He just made a difference, and I don't want to take away from the man that I didn't know him personally, of course. But you hear a lot of great things from uh, his family. What kind of man he was? He was a protector, loved his family, good genuine guy, gave a lot, and we were robbed of Sean seeing Sean Taylor's full potential. He was on his way. People's already talking. This was going to be the greatest safety that we ever seen play in the history of football. So just want to send my condolences out to his family once again. Uh, recipe, Sean Taylor, such a great talent you were, man. So, uh, yeah, what you got on that, Black? Yeah, man, I, <laughs> uh, along the same lines of what you said, D, like, man, this this kid from day one, man, like, you seen his greatness. And then, like, when when in, in a big rivalry game versus Florida State, man, you see this guy uh, uh, <laughs> just <laughs> – <laughs> I can't even get the words out, like decapitate, like yeah, man. this he guy people, from man. Florida State, man, the receiver. I don't even think the kid came back in the game after no, that, No, he man. was out. He was out. You know, I think they had him on the sideline, like, are you okay? Like, <laughs> But just to see the greatness, man, and then to, to hear people, uh, to hear different coaches and different players, you know, speak on him, and then see players like old players who were in the league, like Clinton Portis, mm-hmm. guys that's been around him, um, uh, I can't think of a man named who's on uh, NFL. Vilma. Uh, Vilma. Vilma. And then my uh, my guy who played for Pittsburgh, he was a safety. I can't think of his name. He interviewed Jalen uh, with the Rams. He played for Miami? No, no. But he, he was teammates with uh, him in Washington. Oh, uh, Ryan Clark. Ryan Clark. Yeah. So, just to see the way they talk about this kid, man, and and everything. Like, he was a good, he was a good kid. Like, and... He, it's sad that his life was cut short, and yeah. we got robbed of greatness. I still see him as one of the best safeties of all time, even in the short period of time we had him. Oh, yeah, man. You know, because – I don't uh, think we've seen another Tanner like we, him. We, we haven't. Not, not at that position. position. So, I feel like you need to ha- always see him in, in, in that light from what we've seen from college mm-hmm. and his years that we've seen in the NFL. Right. And and like you say, that we were robbed from – robbed. Robbed of seeing greatness out of this kid, yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure he would have been multiple time defensive player of the year. For sure, man. You know, just uh, you could potentially, if you want to say it, it he could have had times we could have been the MVP. He was <laughs> he was but he was balling out just that good. He was that talented. You know, he was yeah. that talented. So, but you know, shout outs to him and his family. My condolences go out to them. For sure, you know. Uh, and I know all the players who were able to be right beside him and. Being the being his being the midst of him, yep. they all know the great things about Sean Taylor. For sure, man. Yeah, we definitely want to spend some time uh, remembering the late great Sean Taylor, man. So again, rest in peace, uh, Sean Taylor. All right, so we're gonna move along, man, into uh, the NFL, man. Uh, this week, week fourteen, I believe, in National Football League, and we're gonna start uh, probably with the game. Yeah, with the game of the day, with the potential MVP candidate, man. Um, the Ravens took care of business 20 to 17, defeating the San Francisco 49ers uh, in Baltimore yesterday. But we're just going to get right into Lamar Jackson. Uh, 14 for 23, 105 yards on the ground. I mean, excuse me, passing and a touchdown, no turnovers. And then 16 carries for 101 yards rushing, 6.3 a clip, and a touchdown yesterday. Very sloppy game, uh, very 
heavyweight feel game, body blow after body blow. I saw most of this game uh, due to the links because here at the sports desk, once again, Black, we don't miss, miss games. We got the links. We have the links. <laughs> we have them. Okay, so um, I just want to say I would not be surprised if these two teams play in the Super Bowl in Miami in February. But Lamar Jackson is a cheat code. He is a video game in real life. And we're watching some NFL countdown here and seeing Lamar well, Jackson right now. He did get yeah, stripped, so, yeah. but he came right back and made you pay for it. Uh, next drive touchdown. You know, so he's electrifying, man. And I'm so shocked at the Ravens offense. And you, you, you remember when Tebow was in the league? It was like, man, can we run the run pass option? Can we, can we, even they tried it with Vic a little bit, like, can how can we get the RPO game in the National Football League and be successful? It hasn't been. But the Baltimore Ravens have taken this kid's talent. And the way they come out of these formations and he ends up taking off running, defenses don't know what the hell to do, Especially Black. when they ain't that pistol, boy. They don't know is that <laughs> they don't know what to do. When you got it, and here's the difference: Lamar can throw. He can. And he's improved greatly since his rookie year. He could throw that football, man. He sure can. He's a special talent. I think right now he is ahead of Russell Wilson for the MVP. I think Russell Wilson is right there because he's having a great season too. But what this kid is doing out here, it's ridiculous. The San Francisco 49ers have the best defense in football. They do. They were game. They were game. Yes, they were. And he got hit yeah. yesterday. To, to, to do what they did to the Ravens, even though the Ravens got the win, Right. I wasn't expecting that. I thought it was going to be – a blowout, honestly. Everybody called it. I, I thought it was going. I would thought it wasn't even going to be close. Everybody called it. That's kudos to the uh, to the 49ers defense. Yes, sir. Like and they tackle well. I seen Sunday. I was like, oh yeah, these boys' defense is legit. They legit. Now we know because you going against the best offensive player in in, in football. NFL football right, right now. Correct. And yes, sir. In in some spots, you were stopping him. They were putting the ball. Yes. In this game. Yes, you know? they was going 20 points. Yeah. So, it, I was like, man, it's crazy, man. And and it had a feel of a playoff game. It so did, like, man. Wow. Like, it, yes, it's her. You know, my wife asked me. She was like, why you ain't watching the Jags? I'm like, for what? <laughs> what? <laughs> this is it here, This baby. is it right here. I don't want to miss no better none of this. this. You ain't going to get no better. I don't want to miss none of this. Now, I'm going to go along. I'm, I'm not going to agree with you totally about them meeting again because I think the team we're going to watch tonight may have something to say about that Seattle. in the Seattle Seahawks. I was saying they could meet. They they could be. They could meet. But um, man, this is, it'll be a great Super Bowl to see get this again. Correct. I think it. I think it'd be the same type of game that we got the first time. You know, I I think it could be something along those lines. But we'll see, man. But uh, Lamar, man, this is it's crazy, man. Special the, kid. The things he's doing on the field, and I don't know why we're so surprised because we've seen it in college. But we we should be surprised. This is the National Football League. <laughs> it is. This is the National Football League. Like, this ain't the ACC. You playing NC State on yeah. Saturday. We in the ACC. We got to see him. Yeah. Uh, we got to see him every college football Saturday. Yeah, but, but this is special and see here. This thing, and, and, and the things that this guy was doing in college, we was wild at that. But yeah, this is special here. I man. mean, this guy like he makes you think he going one way and then leave a player. <laughs> In the whole area, and he's gone. Man. Breaking ankles, like it's breaking ankles. It's crazy, man. I just look at John. I just look at uh Jim Harbaugh. I mean, with John, John who, who, Jim, who, Jim, Jim. I just look at Jim Harbaugh on the sideline, and he can't do nothing but smile, man, because <laughs> he knows that this that was the best decision he ever made in his life for his right. for his coaching career for his team. Like this kid is finna. 
Mm-hmm. Change uh, change how NFL football is being looked at. Mm-hmm. To me personally, he is doing I know it. what we had got from Pat Mahomes and everybody like, oh man, Pat Mahomes is. But this is, seems so much different than that. It's a different element, man. It's a different type of element it's now. It's a different element to the game. You, you was looking at, last year, we was like looking at Pat Mahomes slang. You was like, oh, you got to get you a gun slang or just throw that thing all over the field. But now you got this kid coming in here. Special. No, I'm going to show you I can throw that thing and, I can and run, run it. Yep. And show you that it could be effective in the league. And you're looking at one of the best teams in the league. And now you're looking at the number one seed yep. since, since uh, New, England went down. New England went down last night to the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. So... I'm excited, man, about what this kid can do, and then the, the journey gonna get on going into these playoffs, man. This is gonna be exciting. Yeah, I, you're right, man. I think I think we are being. Um, I think this is something we need to appreciate as football fans because the NFL is so tricky, man. New Year, it's gonna be another great player, and then like this this year, even though Pat Mahomes got hurt. Ain't nobody talking about Pat Mahomes like they was talking about him last year. Now everybody talking about Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Everybody talking about Lamar Every show, every A block from first take to, to undisputed, no matter what, NFL Network, they opening up with Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how what a different year makes in the NFL, man. Because like I said, you know, Pat Mahomes was all world, just unstoppable, getting all the media playing love last year. And we're seeing different uh, with Lamar Jackson. So I'm rooting for him, man. I'm rooting for him. Um, Lord knows, because I'm going to go on a little rant here in a little minute about the Dallas Cowboys. We're going to say that for us uh, in a little bit. But <laughs> I don't know what the hell my team going to do. But I tell you, as soon as my Cowboys, if they are eliminated, I'm going to be riding with Lamar Jackson all the way, hopefully down in Miami, and see him do his thing uh, this year in the Super Bowl. Uh, but we're going to cover a little bit more, a few more scores, and then we're going to transition, uh, man, into the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right? Some news came out of there today. All right, so uh, Thanksgiving Day, we had the Bears take care of the Lions 24-20. We had the Buffalo Bills knock off my Dallas Cowboys 26-15. Saints take care of business 26-18. Titans take care of business over the Colts 31-17. Uh, I'm sorry, the Saints beat the Falcons 26-18. Uh, we just talked about the Ravens take care of business 20-17 over the 49ers. The Jets <laughs> giving the Bengals their first win 22-6. Andy Dalton came back and said, not on my watch. All right. <laughs> uh, we had a disappointing loss, man. Even though it was a good game, the Cleveland Browns downed by the Pittsburgh Steelers 20-13. Late game, Baker Mayfield, he just couldn't get them down the field and win a touchdown. Uh, to get a touchdown to win a game, and they end up losing. Their playoff hopes are slim to, to none. none. They got to win out and get a bunch of help if the Cleveland is going to even sniff the playoffs. And in a surprising loss of the day, and I'm happy about this, the Miami Dolphins and Ryan Fitzpatrick went berserk on the Philadelphia Eagles, 37-31. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Thank you, Fitzpatrick, for keeping my Dallas Cowboys First place in the NFC East. <laughs> Had the Washington Redskins back-to-back wins. Redskins taking care of the Carolina Panthers, 29-21. Green Bay going up the uh, snowy uh, uh, New York Giants field. And, man, 31-13. Look like the Packers are getting back on track after that butt whooping the 49ers put on the week before. Then you had the Rams getting back on track, maybe. All right, they uh, defeated the Arizona Cardinals, 34-7. You had Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs smoke, smoke. The Oakland Raiders yesterday, 40-9. Raiders are playing really well. They've lost two in a row, but they're still alive. They're still alive in the playoffs. Uh, you had the Broncos take care of the Chargers, 23-20. Drew Locke make, getting his first start mm-hmm. out of Missouri and got him a win yesterday. And in the Sunday night football game last night, Houston, Texas finally beat the New England Patriots, 
to 22. And tonight, of course, Monday Night Football, we're actually recording right now uh, Monday night, getting ready for this game. You got the Vikings and the Seahawks. Huge game in the NFC. All right, so we are here in Jacksonville. This is where we reside. Our home team is the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the Jaguars were pathetic yesterday, Black. Let's just call it what it is. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers put it on them. 28-11. Wasn't even close. At one point, it was 25-0 going into the fourth quarter or something like that, I believe. Um, we, we Let's go straight to Jacksonville. Um, everyone looked bad yesterday. Everybody. Everyone. There was no bright spots yesterday. The only bright spot was is when Minshew – uh, came out of halftime and got a little cheer from the fans. But I kind of felt Doug Marone and Jaguars put, did Minshew a disservice by putting him in that type of environment. If you knew you wanted to start him, wait the next week. Mm-hmm. Why are you going to put him in there? Continue to let Nick Foles get in this whooping. Continue to let this defense and everybody on the offense get this whooping. Let him continue to do that. Like, why put Minshew in there? I mean, Nick Foles, 7 for 14, 93 yards passing. Only one pick, and it's not all Foles' fault. The Jaguars look terrible, dog. They're not competing, Black. They've given up. They're done with this season. We know the Jags have been through a lot. Everything from Ramsey, you know, Minshew stepping in for uh, for Foles. When Foles got her first game of the season, and now just the bottom has fallen out. And now the Jaguars want to come out today and say, hey, guys. Hey, guys. Uh... Gardner Minshew is going to be the starting quarterback for the rest of the year. Uh, uh, okay. I deleted that alert off my phone so fast, I don't care. What, what you putting Gardner Minshew back out there for? You need to let Nick Foles get out there and earn some of that money he's going to be getting from y'all for the next godforsaken years he's going to have. Exactly. So, I'm going I'm to click it to you, Black. How you feel about the Jaguars yesterday? Where you at with the Jaguars? And, uh, you know, you can... Kind of wrap it up, man, for us on the Jaguars. Honestly, man, I ain't bro, got nothing else to say. Honestly, bro, I really don't give a shit no more. I got you. I really <laughs> there it is, don't, folks. I really don't give a shit no more. And I know if Fred was sitting here with us, he would agree. Oh, my word. He would agree. Yeah. Like, this is embarrassing, man. Like, to even say I'm a fan and have to look at this, man. And here we go once again with these damn fans from Tampa. It looked like a damn we was in Tampa. <laughs> Where were the Jag fans at? I done seen red everywhere. Tampa red everywhere in the stadium. And, and I can see why we seen it. I, and I can see why we seen all the red in the stadium because for the God forsaken, what we had shown on the field, mm-hmm. it's horrible defensively and offensively. Mm-hmm. I think terrible. Jaguars really made a mistake of putting Nick Foles back in. Yeah. It I really like think it. they did. It looked and like it. At first I was with it because you're paying them so much money. You got to so see what you, you get. So, so you got to see what you you got to get your money first and see what you got. But Nick Foles has no no chemistry with these receivers, no nothing with anybody offensively. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just awful to watch. Like I didn't even bother to watch the game because I already knew the outcome of this game. Mm-hmm. I had people at work already saying they got tickets and they weren't even going to the game. <laughs> like this is horrible. Yep. To be a Jaguar fan, man, and it's like. For our city, man. Oh, man, it's horrible for our city. You got people wanting to be like, hey, man, hey, I'm a Ravens fan now. <laughs> Everybody. Yep. Look, man. Yep. Some changes have to be made. And I'm starting to believe the along, along the lines of what Fred say, like, they're not going to make any changes. They're mm-hmm. going to stay in this same damn bubble. 
and continue to be the same Jaguars that we know. Yep. And if you don't do anything, if you don't make changes, we're going to continue to be this. And right. I don't want the Jags to continue to be this. So somebody needs to step up, owner, whoever it may be. Some people has to go. And I'm I'm sick and tired of seeing Doug Marone freaking press conference after the game. This is on me. How many games are going to be on you? <laughs> I guess how many more he got left until they fire him. Because <laughs> a lot of them been on you, Doug. Dougie. It's after over. after the Ram after the Ramsey trade, you know, I was I was kind of up and down. I was like, what if the Jazz can win a couple games here and make a little noise and Yeah. And it seemed like they, they was trying to do that. Looked like they were trying to and do that. And they was that. competing. And and, 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 it, and it hurts me so bad because I feel like what the what Tennessee is doing now. That's potentially what the Jacks could have done. Like, oh, Tennessee yeah, is going on a yeah. run. I agree. The way Tennessee looks, that's how I thought the Jaguars would be looking over and these then years. They put themselves in right. a position where their last their last two games with Houston is going to be for the division. Correct. They played them two of the last they two weeks of the set, season. They set themselves up so nice. Yep. And I'm like, why the Jaguars can't do this? Titans competing. Why can't we do this? Nope. We had one year. One year. One year. And we just have to deal with this mess, man. It's, All the time. It gives me a headache. I'm sitting here literally getting a headache. <laughs> Listeners, I'm getting a headache. Tired of talking about the Jaguars. I wish we can just skip over them for the rest of the season, but I know we can't because it's the home team. So we got to do our due diligence to the Jaguars each and every freaking show. Boy, black so hot, boy. Um, Fred... <laughs> Bro, I need you today, man, because this is some bull <laughs> shit right here that we are witnessing, man. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's terrible. And I'm really pissed off about it. Like, mm-hmm. to get the calls, man, what's up with you, Jaguars? Man, don't call my phone, man. I don't mm-hmm. even want to talk about them. Yeah, man. But you know. hopefully, and, and I'm and I'm going to say it ended with this, and hopefully they'll do something, man. Hopefully, it'll be some changes made, and I don't care. We already horrible, so get something in there yeah. that could be something that we could look up to or have some type of confidence in. We have no nah, confidence in nothing the Jaguars do. We don't have anything, sir. And that's sad. Yeah, so um, before we wrap up the Jaguars, man, I was I was leaving work yesterday and I seen a bunch of Jags fans out there talking, man, and I kind of heard the same thing you were saying, man. They was um, saying, you know, they dropping the Jags and they picking up um, a new team. And uh, I saw a bus, Black, coming down uh, like it was entering into the job. And um, when, a door bo- when, a, when, a, when a bus door opened for the bus, it looked like Lamar Jackson was driving it. <laughs> and it was reminiscent, you know, of a bandwagon. And, and a, a lot of the guys were out there just... I am back! <laughs> what it do, baby? Yeah, yeah, you know, they, 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 they are rolling with the Ravens now. This seems to be the easiest pick, you know. And I was like, wow, I really can't believe I just heard guys out there just... I am back! What it do, baby? Yeah, that was a tough one, man. So a bunch of Jags and Ravens fans moving forward. But enough about that. Uh, Black, if you don't mind... Let me say this real quick. Okay, yeah, 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 sure. I had a co-worker, a cool co-worker of mine. He texted me yesterday. He said, man, I'm so sick of this. I said, man, me too. He said, this is embarrassing to watch. It makes me sick to my stomach. Oh, I man. said, I agree. I said, man, I'm like literally along the lines of giving the Jaguars literally the offseason and preseason, and I'm jetting. He was like, bro, I'm already gone. I'm a raven. I said, oh, yeah? 
He said, I'm in the process of looking to cover up my Jaguar tattoo. <laughs> he wants to cover up his Jaguar tattoo. That's tough, man. That is insane. That's tough, man. That's tough. That goes to show how yep. bad it is in Jacksonville. It's very bad, Black. <laughs> it's very bad. But, Black, if you don't mind, man, I need to have a few minutes to myself real quick. Yeah, man, go ahead. I got to kind of get some things off my chest. Uh, I know you're hurting right now, man. I am. You know, I I kind of haven't, I kind of don't kind of just pour my love out there for my Dallas Cowboys weekly because I don't want this to be a biased show. You know, we cover a lot of things here. I know we're already biased toward the Lakers. Mm-hmm. We'll get in that uh, specifically. But I am a Dallas Cowboy fan and a huge supporter of my hometown Jacksonville Jaguars. But we're going to talk about my Cowboys. On Thanksgiving Day, Black, I was really excited. I really felt like after the New England game when we lost uh, 9-13, to I really felt like that we was going to come out and we were going to show up and we were going to remind the NFL that, hey, don't forget about us down here in Dallas, don't forget about us, man. And we went down there, man, and we got our brains beat in at home to a very good team, might might I add. But we shouldn't have been lead losing to the Buffalo Bills. And I'm going to go on a little rant here, Black. It's going to take me a couple minutes, but I just want to kind of set my stage real fast. The following, uh, I want to say the following, it was at Friday, I think. Reports were running rapid. That after the Cowboys lost to the Buffalo Bills and dropped us to 6-6, six and six, that Jason Garrett was out here apologizing to the players, to Jerry Jones, to the media, apologizing that for whatever reason, the team isn't ready to go. And I have a small clip of uh, Jason Garrett apparently apologizing for his lackluster coaching abilities. Uh-huh. Yeah, I never want to say I'm sorry for the things I've done. And I try and be stronger in this life I chose. But I want you to know that door I closed. In your honor, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. To my mother, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. To the victim, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. Yes, Your Honor, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. So, yeah, uh, that was uh, apparently Jason Garrett telling us all he was sorry for being a sorry coach. So first things first, Jerry Jones, do us all a favor, the Dallas Cowboy Nation, all of your fans who support every single year and hoping and praying that please let this be the year we kick in the damn door, get to the NFC Championship game and get just a chance to play for a Super Bowl, please. And what happens year in and year out? Loaded with talent offensively and defensively and we can't get it done? We're six and six, haven't been a winning team all year. That's what I'm looking at every single week. We started the season three and no black, and then we lose three straight, and now we're win, lose, win, win, lose, lose. I mean, what the hell is going on? I'll tell you what's going on. It's Jason Garrett. I wanted him five, three years ago, and he's still in Dallas. Jerry, why is he still in Dallas? We need to pack him up. 
box him up, tape the label, express package him to the UPS facility and get him as fast as we can to the New York football giants. <laughs> Because that's what the rumors are saying. If the Cowboys find Jason Garrett, Jason Garrett will be a prime candidate for the New York football giants. Charles Evans, how would you like that? So, I'm done with Jason Garrett. The only way I want to see him in a Dallas Cowboys zip-up hoodie clapping his hands, coach clap, is if I win the Super Bowl. Even if we get to the NFC Championship game and lose, I want him fired. I'm talking about as soon as the as soon as the clock hit triple zeros, fire him. Mm. But guess what? Jerry ain't gonna fire him if we get to the NFC Championship game. Jerry be like, oh, we took another step. We took another step. We we're we're this close. No, we're not this close. Y'all got a lot of work to do. That contract up, you're gonna have to pay him big. Amari contract is up. You're going to have to pay him big. You already paid Zeke. You already paid Demarcus Lawrence. You already, you already paid uh, my linebacker out of Notre Dame. I'm, I'm just so rampant right I can't even think of his name right now. <laughs> Jalen uh, uh, Smith. Jalen Smith. I can't even yeah. think of his name. I'm just so hyped right now. So I don't care who you got to go get. Go get John Harbaugh from Michigan and bring him down to Dallas. I'll take him. Mm-hmm. I'll take John Harbaugh because the type of talent that we got in Dallas, that's what John Harbaugh can work with. Exactly. He can work with that. Mm-hmm. You want to go get Lincoln Riley? You want to get an innovative offense? You want to blow the roof off uh, defenses and score, score, score? Go get them. Go get them. Mm-hmm. We need somebody in Dallas, and I'm sick of Jason Garrett. He needs to be removed. And I'm going to digress. <laughs> so I don't want to hear any apologies. I don't want to hear what we're going to do. I usually watch the Dallas Cowboys press conferences on Monday mornings. I usually watch them just to kind of see what we what we got going on, what we're talking about. As soon as I got the alert black, I deleted it. Wow. I don't want to hear from you, Jason Garrett. So, I'm going to digress on that black. I appreciate you giving me a minute to kind yeah, of get man. some things. I know uh, it's bad out here, man. I know the feeling. I know the feeling. To get some things off my chest. But, yeah. with all that being said, I'm still in first place in the NFC East. Thanks for the Eagles giving me a, a pre-Christmas gift. And it looks like, with four games left, it looks like week 16 in Philadelphia – it could come down to that game, who's going to win a division and host a home playoff game. But we'll see. First things first, my Cowboys go to Chicago when it's going to be negative something degrees this Thursday. Oh, man. We'll see. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So, like I said, I usually try to kind of, you know, take a break and not really just kind of overload the show with all my favorite sports scenes. But enough is enough. And I had to get that off. All right, guys, that's it for our NFL talk this week. We're going to transition into the National Basketball Association. And uh, we're going to get right into our uh, Lakers segment. Yes, sir! Yeah! I feel after the win. I feel great. I don't look that great, but I feel good. Yes, sir. I feel, I feel spectacular. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. you, boy? Let me get some of this. Let me get a PB&J. Yeah. All right. So it is now time to talk Los Angeles Lakers. All right. So this week, Black, the Lakers, um, I think we went four and Four, four and one this week. I think we we took care of the Spurs, one fourteen to one hundred four. Uh, big game for Anthony Davis going back to New Orleans. Anthony Davis scored forty one points that game. That is the most points 
of a returning player, star player, going back to his former team. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, big win for the Lakers there. Took care of the Wizards, the Wizards in dominating fashion. Uh, the next night on the back-to-back, I believe it was, uh, 125 to 103. And then the streak was over. Uh, yesterday, Sunday, Luka Dockage and the Mavs came in. And I was worried about that game. Um, they came in wanting to get that get back uh, from a couple of weeks ago when we uh, took took uh, took the win at their home uh, court uh, in Dallas. Um, but overall, Black, uh, what are your thoughts on the Lakers this week? Uh, we're sitting at 17-3, and three, number one in the West, still the best record in the league, still top five offensively and defensively in the NFL. So where y'all on the Lakers uh, last week, Black? Yeah, I um, it's the NBA, you right. know. Right, losses are going to happen, man. Yes, it is. You know, and then you, you're playing a team who you just was in the battle with, battle with yeah. a few weeks ago. Yeah. So, I'm not surprised that they lost the game. I right. think it it was early. Yeah. you know, it wasn't your regular ten thirty. You know, yeah. eight o'clock their time. You know, yeah. type game. You know, it, it was, was a noon game. It out was there. a noon game out there. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I just. It's still the Lakers, you know. Yeah. You know, we're still going to win a title. You know, still. <laughs> talk that talk. You know, it's, it's, it's you can, everybody, all you naysayers can say what you want. You right. know, oh, they lost to, oh, y'all took an L to, to Luka, and yeah. Luka hit the step back on LeBron. on LeBron. Okay, who cares? It's the mm. NBA. Yeah, the 19th is, game of the season. This is the tap. This It is a lot of talented players in the NBA. Sure. You know, so, and Luka's one of them. And Luka's one of them. Mm-hmm. In my eyes, he's he's the best point guard in the league right You've now. You've been saying that. He's been you know, playing so, like it. <laughs> so, I, uh, yeah, man, I, I think they, they're going to get it together. But it's something I did see that I like and that I heard from Anthony Davis. And they say one of his goals this year was not to lose back-to-back games. Yes, he did say that. Man, that's big. I love to hear that. That's that's big. I love that. And um, if I'm not mistaken, tomorrow night, you know, they got a big test. You know, they played the Denver Nuggets. Who's who's rolling right now? I think they have like three losses, maybe four. Yeah, we go there. And we go there. A nine o'clock tip. We got a a tough one. Yeah, nine o'clock. Yeah, so it's going to be a tough one. But uh, I think they're going to respond. And uh, we're going to see see the Lakers that we're used to seeing. You know, you guys are all over the top because they. Because they lost a game to to the Dallas Mavericks, you know right. Dallas Mavericks are one of the best teams in the West, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, they you are. Know, so with two premier know, players, it, it is what it is. You know, I'm still where I was at last week. Right, they they the best best record in the league, seventeen three. Reg- yeah, I'm where I'm at last week, but uh, I do I like the passion that I'm. I like the passion that I'm seeing out of LeBron. You know, oh, yeah. he, he gave it to Danny Green. Like, come on, man! Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. get some get the. Layups, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, you know Make the saying? layups. Yeah. Make the layups. Like, come on, man. You got every, you, you you need to see that yep. from your leader. You and need we to did. See, you need to see that, and we got to see that. And I'm happy that that happened in that moment yeah. because that's something you can grow from. Right. But man, I just respect everything that they're doing, and then the whole Anthony Davis thing. Well, not with 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 not losing back to back games the whole year. I love that, man. That's like something. That. That's something to be talked about yeah. because mindset. So many games that they play, especially on back-to-backs, you can easily lose, lose two games in oh, a row. Oh, easy, easy. 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 But, uh, yeah, man, um, I'm still excited. You know, I can't – it's still early. Right. You know, they're still, they're still meshing together. Uh, I see uh, Frank Vogel got uh, Coach of the Month. Yep. Shout out to him with mm-hmm. that. So, man, I'm just ready. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm locked in every game. I'm yes. going to watch the game tomorrow night. Yes, because we have the links. Yeah, we got the links. We don't miss games so, at the sports desk. I'm excited about the Lakers. I'm excited about LeBron James, Anthony Davis. Right. These guys are 
giving us something to watch. You know, like I even stopped watching football for a minute to to to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. the Lakers yesterday. We invested. I was excited. I was like, yeah. I can put football to the side and my Lakers are playing. Let's tune in. You know, we usually don't do that. Let's yeah. tune in. Yeah, let's just watch yeah, it. Yeah, let's tune in. Yeah. Yeah, Even yeah, though yeah. we lost, it's cool. Sure. It's okay. It's fine. 17-3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I'm at, man. Uh, yeah. We're going to keep this thing rolling like, yeah. like they're supposed to. Yeah, you know, I, I just want to address the haters real fast. You know, you know, as soon as the Lakers lose, you know, people like Charles Evans uh, hits up the, uh, the Reduced Lunch Fantasy League chat. You know, just dropping just gif after gif after gif. You know, Luka Doncic and all this. You know, off this one little measly loss. You know, people forget, like you said, Black, we was in Dallas just a couple of weeks ago. And when LeBron was putting that pain, doing a triple-double, and we got the dub on their home floor, y'all weren't saying Dallas won, uh, won the good team then? <laughs> y'all, 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 y'all weren't saying that then? Y'all was, oh, it's just the Dallas Mavericks. But now the Mavericks done beat us at home, and now they, now, oh, they the Mavericks. Y'all, yeah, yeah, that's a good team. Make up your mind. Make up your mind. And one quick back, one quick stat about the Kang, as I call him. LeBron James entered the 33,000 point club. There's only three other players there, Black. Three Kobe Bryant, Carl uh, Malone, and Kareem Abdul Jabbar. That's it. 33,000 points. LeBron James is in that category. All right, just quick stack on, on, on the Kang in year 17. But back to you haters. You know, y'all need to kind of relax. We're 17-3, 19th game in the season. And I will give the haters this. Uh, the, the Lakers schedule hasn't been the toughest. It hasn't. But this is the NBA. We don't make the schedule. We play 82 games. What y'all want us to do? We can't help because the teams that we knocked off is trash. What they got to do with us? Maybe that's more credit to the Lakers being great. Because y'all want hooting and hollering. None of this. When the Clippers lost to the, to the, uh, 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 the Pelicans by 20. Y'all want hooing and hollering none of this. You know, when they lost to the Phoenix Suns, who started off the year great, but they ain't so great now. Yeah. Y'all want hooing and hollering none of that. But now, since the Lakers lose to uh, the, the Dallas Mavericks and Luka Doncic, he went off. He did his thing. Great player. Black been saying he'd been playing like the best point guard all year long. So, y'all relax. Please chill. We're 17-3, number one in the West, still top five in both categories. And this week, we're going to really – Get a taste of where the Lakers are. Because this is our toughest week of the year this year, Black. Mm-hmm. We got the Nuggets uh, Tuesday night. And then we got the Jazz back-to-back road games on Wednesday night. That's a back-to-back. Nuggets, Jazz, back-to-back. We'll see where we at. And then we still on the road Friday night. We go to Portland. Now, that's going to be a fun matchup. That's going to be Mello fun. back out on the floor. Dame Lillard back. CJ McCollum. Uh, uh, White side is, is back for the Blazers So that's going to be a fun matchup You know, that's Friday night And then Sunday, of course, we're back at home And our Lake of White uh, to close out the week Against the Minnesota Timberwolves A young uh, Timberwolves team And Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Davis That's going to be a good matchup Yeah, it will be. So we're going to see this week These four games this week We're going to see how the Lakers uh, do All right, so, you know, we're not going to soak the sports desk with more Laker talk, but we have dedicated a segment to the Lakers. And one more time, shout out Anthony Davis going back to New Orleans, putting it down, putting it down on them boys and letting y'all know, hey, these four to one I dropped on y'all, it could still be y'all's if y'all would have got me some damn help out here. But now I'm in that perp and I'm in that goal. And I want to say shout out Lakers Nation. On Twitter, Lakers Empire on Twitter. That's one of the dope Twitter accounts that I follow. All Lakers, everything. So shout out to you, dog. All right, so we're going to transition to more NBA. Black, James Harden, man. Dropped 60 points in three quarters against the Atlanta Hawks on Saturday night. 
60 black, 60. The man is averaging like 34 points a game. He is on an absolute tear, black. We talked about this months ago about where's James Harden score, like all-time score. It's not many people who score 60 points in a quarter. The last person before him to do it was Kobe Bryant in his 81-point game. Mm-hmm. Now, James Harden scored 60 before. This ain't the first time he scored 60. This year. So Second let's, time. So let's kind of revisit James Harden because right now, let's go straight to MVP talk. I know it's early, but I got LeBron as my MVP right now because he's doing it all over. But James Harden is right there. He's right there with LeBron because even with the addition of Russell Westbrook, it appears that he is still having to drop so many points to keep the Rockets where they are. And the Rockets have a good record. They're 13-6, currently sitting fifth in the West. So what do you think about this continuous role that James Harden has always been like, what, four years in a row now? That he's just been eating, 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 bro, every night, man. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. Like, you could potentially say that He's one of the greatest scores we ever seen in the NBA. Oh yeah, no you know, potentially you, he is you, for sure. You know, and no doubt. I just hate, I just hate this pace that he got to go through that, and you yeah. know, got to the free throw line like twenty times, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, in yeah. that game. Yeah, and you, you have Russell Westbrook, but you're still scoring at a high clip. You know what I'm he saying? Is. He is. And I kind of thought that this year, with the addition of Westbrook, he probably would have took a little step back. Mm-hmm. And they would have, you know, potentially did it together. But that's not happening. Right. You know, he's taking over basketball games for this team. And Correct. Just scoring scoring points at will. Like someone told Easy, me today they, was, they still would take KD over him scoring. I don't agree with that. You know, hmm. uh, I understand KD is a seven-foot sniper. Yeah. Get any shot he wants, but this guy yep. can too. Whenever, exactly. whenever he wants, whenever you know, and he, when, and he doing he fancy with it too. <laughs> exactly. So he gets to the line when he wants. You no know? matter what. So mm-hmm. we can't help the way the league is today. We right. can't help that. That's, right. That's what it is. This is the league. It's a scoring league. It's a scoring league now. Yep. But you know, to see what he's doing, man, is great. You know, like you said, we haven't seen something like this since Kobe. Yep. You know, and for him to be doing it, man, it's a great thing. Uh, he, I feel like him and LeBron's right there, neck and neck MVP talk, cause. Two sixty-point games in a year, and then on top of that, you had two fifty-point-something games. Yep. You know that in in, in one season one so season. far, only in nineteen, 19 games. games. Yep. It's something to be said about that, man. Yep. Like I'm, I'm pretty yep. sure he on pace to shadow some type of record or something. I'm sure he is. Pace he's on. <laughs> yep. But uh, yeah, man, I I love seeing James yep. doing it. I just wish he can scale it back some because you know. We've seen this. We have. We have. We've seen this before. We have. At a high clip. We have. But come to times when it's important. Yeah. It kind of. It's impressive, though. It's it's impressive, but when it's important. Playoffs, yeah. It kind of goes away. You're right. You're you right. You know, and. I think we I should think just the enjoy reason, the I, And I think the reason <laughs> why it goes away is because how much he has to do in the regular season. A lot. How much he has to be, uh, he accounts for in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Like. These other guys need to step up and give him some help. You right. know, he's a scorer. He's going to score, but y'all need to do y'all part. You yes, know, sir. Helping him out. For sure. But yeah, man, it's it's amazing to watch, man. I, I enjoy, you know, watching. Them, oh, yeah. Uh, entertaining. These. It's very entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out hard, man. You know, we'll be monitoring him, of course. Want to show some love to Melo real quick, man. Melo been averaging 22 a game since he returned to the league, and he was named NBA Player of the Week. Uh, this past week. That's a I'm pretty big deal. That. I'm happy yeah. about that. And I that. love what he said last week. The reporter was asking him about how he feel being on, giving another shot. And 
uh, him being on this farewell tour. Melo was like, this ain't no damn farewell tour. I ain't going, I don't plan on going nowhere. And he been averaging 22, uh, NBA player of the week. I love it. I'm looking forward to the matchup with the Lakers on Friday night. Him and LeBron, you know, maybe for the last time. I don't know. We'll see. I don't think so. I don't think so either, but I'm yeah. just looking forward to it. Because, yeah. you know, Melo re-energized, man. He getting his legs back on them. So, just want to show Melo uh, some love, man. And uh, before we get out of here, just want to review the standings, of course. Uh, in the West, you got the Lakers, 17-3. Nuggets, 13-4. Clip- Clippers, 15-6. and six. Uh, The Mavs, man, they bolted up, man. 13-6, and six, man. Luka Dockage. Averaging a triple-double this month, man. He getting crazy triple-doubles, like 44, 10, and 10, and yeah. 39, 10, and 12. Like, this kid is a problem, man. And and I just want to see if he's going to be able to sustain. I know the numbers will go down a bit. I just want to see if he's going to be able to sustain the dominance during the game. I knew Luka was a big point guard, but he is big. Yes, he is. I was watching him. I said, boy, this boy is huge. Like, I know he's tall, but he's huge, man. Uh, the Rockets at 13 and 6. Jazz at 12 and 8. Timberwolves at 10 and 9. And the Suns, the AFC in the West, are tied with the Kings at 8 and 10. All right? And then the Thunder hanging around, too. 8 and 11 for the Thunder. You know, Chris Paul. It seems a bit Chris Paul is enjoying playing with that young talent. I know he would rather be on a winning team, but I've seen the Thunder play a couple of times, and they compete, man, and mm-hmm. they fight for that last uh, playoff spot. All right. In the Eastern Conference, you got the Bucks on a tear. They don't want ten in a row as well, man. They're on eleven game, excuse me, eleven game winning streak, uh, seventeen and three, number one in the East. The Raptors on a seven game winning streak, fifteen and four. Uh, Siakam is balling, man. Oh yes, he is. He is balling. He is on a terror. Mm-hmm. I looked at the score at halftime of the Jazz and the Raptors. It was 77-37 at the half. Friday night. <laughs> 77-37 at the half. Raptors not joking around. Miami Heat. And that's what what Kyle Larry not on the floor, correct? Correct. Mm. Correct. Miami Heat 14-5 sitting at three. Boston Celtics kind of dialed it back a little bit. They're at 14-5 at the number four seed. Uh, Philadelphia 76ers uh, 14-6 at the fifth seed. Very disappointing in the Sixers. I'm just very disappointed. I haven't – I would have thought they would be playing a lot better. They don't have a bad record, but I've seen them play a couple of times. I'm just not impressed with their play. The Pacers are 12-7, and seven, hoping to get Old Depot back uh, soon. They're hoping Old Depot can be back soon. You got the Knicks at 10-10, and 10, winning without Kyrie. Uh, and you got the Magic at the AFC at 8-11. and 11. So those are our standings right now. Uh, in the National Basketball Association. All right, so we're going to transition out of the NBA into the UFC. We have some major, major news come out this past week. Conor McGregor is back, all right? So he will be fighting Cowboy Donald Cerrone in Las Vegas at a UFC 246. I believe that fight will be this February, I think February 16th or something like that. That's when that fight will be so real quick black how do you feel about this matchup and what are you thinking about mcgregor uh kind of coming in and fighting cerrone i mean i'm excited man i think it's gonna be fireworks in this fight i'm Mm -hmm. happy mcgregor's getting back and uh i feel like it's a good fight to come back to and fight somebody like cerrone Mm -hmm. i think it's gonna be a challenge for him um, and you need those, you know, he's been away for a while, right? But I'm, I'm excited to see what he's going to do and how he's going to look at 170 at that. 
So, yeah. Uh, he fought Nick at 170 and he, he lost. He, and he lost, yeah. But he came back and right won back and, and won the second yeah. time at 170. Right. But, you know, it's it's going to be interesting. I think uh, I think McGregor's up to something. I think him. I think he's up to something and he just pacing himself through it. He's going to take a tune-up fight. And yeah, for sure. I think he's going to, we're going to see him back on the stage where he belongs. I'm not even sure this this is a main event fight. Or, yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, it's pay-per-view? For, yeah, for sure. Oh, okay, yeah. For sure. So, uh yeah, man, I'm excited about it. I'm happy he's back, man. Uh, UFC been we've been missing McGregor. I know yeah. he had a lot going on, yep. you know, outside yep. of UFC. You know, with his personal life. Mm-hmm. But um, McGregor's a great fighter. Yep. Knock you out yep. at any moment. Yep. So it's going to be good, man. I can't wait. I'm happy they announced this. Uh, announced this fight. You know, I know people been talking about why did he take this fight and not. Uh, Gaethje yeah. and some Mas- other guys, yeah. Mazda Doll, and yeah. y'all just chill out, man. It's right. let let them do this thing because I think I think they made a mistake bringing him back the way they did against uh, could be against he should have had a tune. He should have had a maybe should have had a tune up. Well, you know he should have he should have had a tune because he, yeah. he, he was out, out two a long years. time. He two was out years. two years. Then what two what two years again now or maybe a year? A year. It's been a year. It's been since a year he now. Be, since he fought yeah. Okay, so yeah, he need a tune up fight, man, and. Uh, he got a good one. He, he got does. A good he one. got a game fight. You know, I understand Saronin lost two, two, two straight, yep. but he lost two contenders. Yeah. You know, he lost. Yeah, he lost to Gaethje. Okay, really good fighter. But this last fight against Ferguson, he's finna fight for a title. For the title. So and he's on a winning streak. Yes. So you know, I think it's gonna be a great fight for sure. I'm excited. Conor McGregor's my guy. I've been rolling with Conor McGregor, man, even before he blew up. Mm-hmm. You know, I just like his swag, man. I like what he brings to the table, man. This is the biggest. Superstar the UFC has ever had. It's not GSP. It's not Anderson Silva. It's not John Jones. The only person who can rival him with star power is Ronda Rousey. That's it. He is the biggest attraction in mixed martial arts. And I'm glad that he is back. And I love this fight. I do too. Yeah. I love it. You know, for all you out there dissing the fight against Serona, y'all not really thinking about what we're getting ready to see here. We're getting to see a classic example of MMA. Two guys who want to get in there and knock each other's faces off. Two guys are going to be game. Two guys who are not going to hold back anything. And we're going to get an excellent fight. Not to say we wouldn't get an excellent fight with Gaethje. Not to say we wouldn't get an excellent fight if he fought Masvidal. No, we're not saying that. But this is the fight that makes sense for McGregor's return. I think he's playing it the right way this time. Instead of jumping back in there, fighting the Khabib. So, I'm excited. I can't wait to see him back. Hopefully, Conor can get on the roll. I'm rooting for Conor to beat Cerrone and, and go on to another fight. Um, and we'll see if he can pick up steam because he's a mixed martial artist. He is. And this is where he needs to be, man. So, I'm excited to see him. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to the fight, man. So, War McGregor. And hopefully he can get the job done at UFC 246 against a very game. And I'm a big fan of Cerrone as well. All right. Uh, one more note from the UFC. The featherweight championship fight has been finally set. For the fifth time, they're going to try to do this fight. Khabib Nagarmanov will defend the 145-pound title against Tony Sorry, excuse me. Lightweight strap. Lightweight, not featherweight. All right. Khabib Nargaminov will defend the 155 strap against Tony Ferguson. Uh, and they haven't said if it's going to be a pay-per-view yet or UFC on ESPN. They haven't said yet, but the fight will be on April 18th, 2020. This is the fifth time they tried to make this fight. Khabib get hurt, Ferguson get hurt. Khabib get hurt, Ferguson get hurt. So hopefully this is the correct fight. Hopefully we can see this fight. 
Um, Tony Ferguson is a is 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 a murderer in there, man. But look here, he going against something that we ain't seen before. This dude Khabib is the real deal, and he means business. I think Ferguson gonna be game though. Yeah, 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 for sure. I, I ain't saying game. that he not. And we got plenty of time to pick this fight oh, yeah. and talk about this fight. <laughs> but I think this has the potential to be the greatest fight in UFC history. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. UFC history. So we'll see how that goes. We got a lot of time to get to that. But that was announced this week. Could be Tony Ferguson, uh, 155 championship, uh, April 18th, 2020. All right. So we haven't talked about WWE in a while, but we're going to stop by here for just one second. So we haven't talked about WWE in a while, and and, and I've had some people on Twitter kind of kind of get at us, man, that we kind of skipped over Survivor Series and stuff like that. So I promised them we would stop by the WWE here. Of course, me and Black grew up on wrestling, huge wrestling fans, yes. and uh, we don't want to disappoint our wrestling listeners. So two things in particular. Um, let's just give a fiend update, man. Um, I watched SmackDown uh, this past Friday night, and they're going to continue to feud with Daniel Bryan. Uh, we already said this beforehand, but uh, that blue universal title oh, it's the is truth. so dope, man. It's I just dope. I just want to say that one more time. But Daniel Bryan is, um, I think, a great adversary for The Fiend. I really didn't like how their match ended at Survivor Series. Um, just a simple mandible claw, and Daniel Bryan got counted out. And I was telling Black during the pay-per-view that this feud will continue. This, is not, that, this feud ain't going to end like that. Mm-hmm. So it got kind of interesting, man. I'm going to find a clip and post it on our uh, Instagram page. But this past Friday night, it was really about Daniel Bryan and uh, The Fiend, man. And uh, The Fiend, uh, uh, Bray Wyatt brought out the Bustle Man uh, skit on the Firefly Flunt House, kind of making fun of Daniel Bryan. Challenged him to another match. Um, I don't know when the match is going to take place, but he challenged him to another match. Daniel Bryan came out, and he's going back to the yes, yes. Yes movement Like the crowd is doing it And that was a big thing for wrestling When he was The yes movement was insane mm-hmm. So Fiend comes out Comes underneath the ring Drags Daniel Bryan down to the mat And apparently he's ripping Daniel Bryan's hair Out of his head He's just ripping His hair out of his head And just throwing it uh, In the air And it was sick To see something like that Like It was like demented Like but you didn't see Daniel Bryan, so I'm eager to see what Daniel Bryan is going to look like on the next episode of SmackDown. And I think they're going to do, this is the match where it's going to be special. It's going to be some type of, um, I don't know, cage match, Hell in a Cell, No Holds Bar. This is going to be the the match where it's going to get pretty, pretty gruesome uh, with The Fiend and, and Daniel Bryan. Um, so, Black, you know, did you hate... Able to catch into that uh, with the Fiend and Daniel Bryan, and, and what you thinking about the rivalry? 
I I wasn't able to catch uh, SmackDown uh, mm-hmm. the past Friday, but I'm loving the rivalry. You yeah. know, I'm a fan of Daniel Bryan, and uh, I'm every time I see the Fiend. The uh, Bray Wyatt, uh, I'm starting to get into it more and more. Yeah, man, you know, because that character is like on the, along the lines of Undertaker type stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of gives you chills to see the the lights down, the red when he's fighting. And Survivor Series, I love the match. The match was great to me. I uh, it was one of my favorite matches of the night. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, man, I'm I'm excited about the Fiend and uh, this this storyline that they have with. Daniel Bryan. I'm wondering, would they put the belt on Daniel Bryan, or how long would this last with the Fiend? But I think we in the, like me and D talked about, I think we in the time where uh, where the Fiend will have, have the belt for a while, and he probably yeah. won't lose it to uh, WrestleMania or some big pay-per-view. Correct, correct. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, we uh, want to stop by and give a Fiend, uh, update, Fiend, if y'all haven't really realized yet, the Fiend is my guy. I'm probably the most attracted to his character. Um, but We'd be remiss to not mention Survivor Series. Survivor Series was a good pay-per-view. NXT came to play uh, play hard. They were victorious over the whole pay-per-view. Good show from NXT. We got some cool storylines coming out of there. It looked like Seth Rollins is turning heel. Um, last Monday night on Raw, he berated the Raw locker room and was talking a lot of trash. And yeah. Kevin Owens had enough and got in there <laughs> and gave him a Stone Cold Stunner. So we'll see what they're going to do uh, with Seth Rollins. It looked like him and Kevin Owens are on a collision course. Uh, to have a feud here. So we'll see how it goes. I'm a Kevin Owens fan. I like him. I would like to see the WWE kind of get him back in the mix against a guy like a Seth Rollins. Yeah, they they say that uh uh they say that Seth Rollins is supposed to be issuing an apology tonight on Raw. So I'm right. interested to I'm interested to see what that's going to be about. Yeah, we just turned into Monday Night Raw. Actually, we're live here on the Sports Desk on a Monday night and uh Seth Rollins is actually in the ring right now and Bray and uh Kevin Owens just came out. All right, so Black, got a question for you, man. This one comes from Freddie Bricks, our man Fred. We were having a discussion at Fred's uh, yesterday uh, while we were recording the Reduce Lunch podcast, uh, which is currently out right now on SoundCloud and iTunes. The title is uh, uh, Being Celibate Has Hurt a Lot of People. Uh, <laughs> that is the title of that. Y'all can catch us out there. Shout out to B, shout out to Fred, shout out to PJ. Um, Fred thinks that Hell in a Cell, 1997, Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels is the greatest match of all time. Black, we've seen a lot of wrestling. A lot. A bunch of matches, a bunch of moments. Do you think, I'm not going to put you on the spot and say if you think it's the greatest ever. Do you think it's up there? Was it that caliber of a match? The moments that we got in that match, the debut of Kane, the Hell in a Cell was the first time we ever saw it. Prime Undertaker, Prime Shawn. What do you rate that, and do you think it's up there? Well, I wouldn't say it's the greatest. Uh, great, I'm, I'm not going to say it's the greatest match okay. that we have seen, but it is up there. For sure, uh, it's up there. So I'm kind of, uh, I, I I took a look at it, and like you say, uh, everything that happened in the match and the back and forth, it was it was it was a it was a great match, but. Uh, I can't just put it at number one. Mm-hmm. I know because we've been watching wrestling for so long and for so many years and so many great mass- matches. In my eyes, I can't put that over one of my, my the greatest matches in in in, in my mind. Out uh, what well, to me is Goldberg when he beat Hollywood Hogan. That's one of my favorites all time. Okay, when like this just this monster 
from out of nowhere. NWO was at his height. Yep. And then he fought Goldberg, and Goldberg took the belt from the NWO. Great moment. Hollywood Hogan. One great of the great moments. One, one, of of my, the, one of the greatest moments yeah, great for moment. me great moment. as a fan. Great moment. But that match, uh, that Hell in the Cell match was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Man, it's, 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 it's top notch. You can put it right. I feel like you can put it right behind. I could put it right behind uh, uh, the Goldberg and Hollywood Hogan match. Okay. Uh, for me... Shawn Michaels is my favorite wrestler of all time. Um, so I'm going to have to agree with Fred. Um, yeah. I know I'm sexy. Yeah. I kind of get that off a little bit. Yeah, that Shawn music was just up, amazing. You know, but anyway, uh, for me, um, is it the greatest match of all time? I'm going to say it's up there. I'm going to say it is up there. Uh, with being uh, one of the greatest matches of all time. The debut of Kane, uh, Paul Bearer, um, the blood, Sean being thrown off the cage. Uh, it was very dramatic feel. I do think it's like really, really, really like up there. Um, I'm going to say it's definitely a top five, a top five match of all time. Really, 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 really up there. Great moment, man, in wrestling history. Um, it was just so much there, man. If, if you if you haven't seen the match, man, I'm just going to advise everybody, look, go to the WWE Network and go visit, um, go visit the, I think it's called Untold, uh, the debut of Kane, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, dis- yeah, discussing the actual match. All right, discussing the actual match 1970 to give you an in-depth look of what happened. So I'm going to say it's top five, top five, maybe even uh, top three. Okay, maybe even top three. All right, so uh, hopefully that Fred thinks it's the greatest ever. If y'all got some opinions on that, if y'all think it's the best or not, whatever, you know, y'all just kind of let us know what you think. All right, so that's going to wrap up our WWE talk. All right, we're going to go into high school sports here in the city. Duval. Black going to run down some high school football. State titles are on the line. We got high school basketball kicking off around the city. So, Black, let us know, man. Get get us caught up on what's going on in the city in high school sports, man. Yeah, man. Um, we are in the, we are in the semi. Well, we just had the semifinals last uh, Friday night for a uh, state championship here in the city. And we had uh, the Bowes Bulldogs pull off a win against Coco, the Coco Tigers Shout out Bowles. on Friday night. So they'll be playing in the state title game. And then we had University Christian take a L to the oh, Victory man. Christian Storm 20-7. to But still, shout out to University you Christian for, for, for making it to the semifinals, yeah, man. Yeah, hell of a year, had, man. Had a hell of a year. Those kids play hard. So now, now we're, we're at the point where we playing for state now, so... We got upcoming games, and we have uh, bowls. They will be playing in the state championship game on December 11th at yes, 7 o'clock. Okay. They will be playing the Booker T. Washington Raiders. Big game. On December 11th. You guys, uh, make sure you tune into that. Yeah. I'm sorry, Booker T. Washington Tornadoes. Tornadoes. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, yes, that game will be uh, December 11th. Y'all write it down. Uh, if you can get out and go catch them guys play. Uh, in the state championship game, that'd be good as well. And we also have uh, we also have uh, high school basketball kickoff yep. the past week, uh, and uh, didn't wasn't able to really get in uh, out to any games last week. I wanted to, but couldn't do it. But 
I'm going to be out this week, but we do have a, a game tonight, actually. We have uh, the Middleburg uh, Broncos versus Orange Park Raiders tonight here in the city, but later on in the week, we have some more games going on. They just don't have them listed yet, but we st- we're going to continue to keep y'all updated on everything, yeah. Uh, yeah. high school basketball, high school football. Uh, finna be a lot. We finna be high school basketball heavy because yep. it's just kicking off now. But yep. we're going to keep y'all updated on scores, different players. I'm going to start bringing you a, a highlight player of the week when okay. we do these shows. Yeah, so to show these guys some love. Let's show uh, that love on, on the basketball court. Yeah, man. Shout out to the city, man. Shout out to Reball Reigns, First Coast Jackson, uh, Mandarin, Trinity Bowles, uh, West Nassau. Like, shout out to all these schools, man, who Inglewood, Lee, Terry Parker, like so many uh, uh, teams out here with a lot of talent, man. And me and Black going to be getting out here, uh, taking a look at the high school basketball, man, see what these boys got going out here on the hardwood. All right, man, uh, we're getting uh, going to our other news and uh, things to watch for here, man. Um, wrapping up here on the sports desk. Gonna give an update on the reduced lunch fantasy league, Black. And um, I don't know what's gonna happen, Black. This was a do or die week for me. I had a chance to get in and I won, Black. I took care of free to charge 122 to 99, man. And I don't know if that's gonna be enough to get me in. I'm sitting at nine, Black. Ironically, Fred knocked off Jamal's nifty team. Well, he's in position to. Jamal's nifty team has Russell Wilson playing tonight, and he has Myers, Seattle kicker, playing tonight. But he's down 54 to 85. So Russell Wilson's going to have to get off uh, to ruin Jamal's nifty team undefeated season. My man Charles, the team has no name, took care of business 80 to 7 on Finesse and Finesse and Finagle. Uh, number three ranked Sherwood Seminoles took care of the 18th ranked Mile High Club, 92 to 55. Number six ranked Cheese and Trees and Pigskin taking a loss. Now I needed this loss. I needed Trees and Pigskins to lose to give me a chance. Two girls and one cups did me a favor. My dog Black rolled with the winners, man. Black. Alright, 91. Like you're gonna take a loss, man, to, uh, to Jon Snow. Which I needed Jon Snow to lose too, but I needed those points. Uh, number eight, Johnson, uh, 91 and 126. Ease 904 boys. Shout out my boy, Lil Eddie. Uh, take care of business 80 to 62. The Dak Street Boys, 129 over Big Broly Brand, uh, 66. And Brandon's Bowles team taking a loss to Pops, the second rank, uh, Dedrick's team, 70 to 89. All right, so that's an update on the reduced lunch, uh, Fantasy League. Uh, as we stated earlier, number one, Duke goes down. I am a Duke Blue Devil. Uh, we lost at home. Uh, to Stephen F. Austin, uh, one of the biggest losses in college football by a number one ranked team, especially in Cameron Indoor. We don't lose in Cameron Indoor, but we did that night. I got faith in Coach K. I got faith in the Dukies. We'll be just fine. As we stated earlier, Washington head coach Chris Peterson steps down as head coach. Um, defensive coordinator Jimmy Lake will be named the head coach after the bowl game. Florida quarterback Felipe Franks is set to either transfer into the NFL draft. Now, I haven't seen anything on him, um, on what schools he could be going to or anything like that. But we'll, you know, kind of keep our eyes out for uh, Felipe Franks. We kind of knew this was coming, especially with Trask playing so well. Emory Jones right behind Trask. We kind of knew that his time was up when he got hurt. Uh, Former Ohio State quarterback Terrell Pryor in his apartment – 
got stabbed and then later got arrested. Apparently, this is a domestic dispute uh, where a young lady stabbed Terrell Pryor and they had a big domestic battle going on. So crazy to hear one of the elite players in college football at one time is in some trouble like this, all right? And this Saturday night, Black, big boxing fight. Big fight. Ruiz Joshua 2 on pay-per-view. Black, who wins this fight? Who wins, Black? What making round? Me, making me pick right now. Who wins, Black? I'm going to say Anthony Joshua redeems, redeems himself and gets the win. I think he knocks him out 7th, 8th round. Oh, he's going to knock him out? out? Okay. I think he gets him out of there around 7th, 8th round. I'm going to also go Joshua. I'm going to go Joshua as well, but I think it's going all 12. Really? I think it's going all 12. I think I saw the face-to-face with Ruiz and Joshua. This kid hungry, man. Like, he he said, I'm not going anywhere. I work too hard to get to where I am, and I'm not laying down. I seen pictures there. He didn't slim Slimmed trim. up. Yeah, he looks he a little healthier. He don't look like Butterbean no nah, more. Nah, he looking a little healthier. Yeah, yeah. So, Joshua got a lot to prove. It's all on him. It's all, it's, it's all on him. Ruiz has done his part. He's going to go down as one of the biggest upset stories Fan favorites of all time in boxing, man, if he continues this, man. So that's this Saturday. We'll be covering what happens uh, on this fight on the following episode. All right. Uh, for all my MMA fans out there, we got a little, little bit of UFC this Saturday night uh, before the big pay-per-view next uh, Saturday. Uh, UFC on ESPN this Saturday night, 9 o'clock on ESPN. You got uh, the main event, uh, UFC heavyweight legend, uh, MMA legend. Alistair Dareem Overeem at 45 and 17. Uh, coming up, fighting a young star, the Brazilian Jarezo Razestruk. <laughs> oh, I'm God. sure I butchered his name, but he is 9-0 undefeated. Nine fights, nine knockouts. Oh, man. Uh, so this one will not go the distance. Somebody is going to sleep. And then we'll also uh, cover the next UFC uh, event that's going to be happening next Saturday on the next episode. All right, so uh, that's pretty much everything that we got uh, here at the Sports Desk. Uh, things to watch for, of course, uh, more NFL, more NBA, college football, college championship games, college football playoff will be determined this Sunday. Uh, we got the big fight, Joshua and Ruiz, too, on pay-per-view. Uh, don't we got a Charlo fight this weekend, Black? Uh, Char- uh, Jamal, Jamal Charlo fights this weekend uh, right. on Fox. It's on a, Fox. It's a free fight. Right. Eight o'clock. Yes, sir. Jamal Charlie, one of the up, young, upstart uh, fighters in the world of boxing. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much going to wrap it up, man. Uh, this has been episode 32 of the Sports Desk. Uh, again, we thank y'all, man, for real. All y'all support, listening to the show, yes, interacting do. with us uh, on Twitter, on Instagram. Um, we're going to get out here and catch some games, but we just really thank y'all for uh, showing that love. So, once again, I'm your man's Desert L. Hicks Jr., one of your favorite sportsologists, man. And this your man, Black, one of your favorite sportsologists. Yes, sir. You can catch me at uh, Instagram and Twitter, uh, Desert Hicks Jr., just how it sounds. Uh, you can catch me there. Hit me up, and y'all can visit the uh, Sports Desk uh, page on Instagram. Uh, y'all can hit us up there at Reduce Lunch Sports. So, uh, Black, what can they catch you, man? And you can catch me on uh, on Twitter and Instagram at BlackENL3 on Twitter and Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm going to get back in and start <laughs> tweeting a little bit more. Start leaving my mans across from me uh, down to <laughs> down to take all the hits. 
So I'm gonna be back. I'm gonna I'm gonna be back on Twitter, tweeting a lot more during games, during sporting events. Even if we out at basket high school basketball games, tweeting and being on Instagram live a little bit. Yeah, man. Yeah, definitely do that, Black. Uh, so we thank y'all, man, for listening to us again. If y'all got any thoughts or opinions or anything of what y'all heard on today's episode, y'all hit us up, man. Twitter, Instagram, text message, however you want to do it. Uh, y'all hit us up, and we'll catch y'all next week uh, for episode 33 of the Sports Desk. Let me in.